The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and happy freaking Friday. Welcome to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Once again, I am Mike Noble, and you can find us at more underscore noble. I'm joined, as always, by Caleb Noble. He is Caleb Noble 8 if you'd like to follow him separately on Twitter. Uh, look, we have a lot to discuss, as any of you who watched the last three games against the Braves know. There's a lot going on. So, where we sit today, August the 6th, 2021, with... 108 games in, 54 to go. We sit the Redbirds 11 and a half games out of first place. We are in third place. Uh, the Cubs, who sold everyone, are only two games behind us. We are eight out of the wild card. Caleb, uh, give some some sort of happy news. Talk to the Cardinal fan base. What what in the world is going on? Well, there's no happy news because there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think anymore. And at the end of the day. They might get Miles and Jack back. I don't even know why they would bring them back, either of the two. Let them rehab and get their arm. I mean, unless they need to throw innings at the big leagues, and that's part of their rehab. I don't know why you risk them getting injured again. It doesn't make any sense to me. But at the most, you're looking at a team that's going to finish maybe well above 500 if they play well the rest of the way out. But if that happens, they're still not making the playoffs, so does it really matter? Not really. The, we, and they have, like, these next six games are against bad, bad teams. Like, the Royals and the Pirates are just not good. So could they win five? Yeah, they should. Any team should. But it doesn't matter if they do to me, honestly, at this point. Ken, would you be shocked if we lose five? Yes. I would not. After what I saw versus Pittsburgh and Detroit, and granted Detroit, one of the hottest teams since the All-Star break. I will give them credit. They're a fun young team to watch. They weren't hot when that happened. They weren't hot when that happened. Agreed. And we lost, and what, to Pittsburgh? I mean, I I have, Schill came out the other night, and, and I'm not blaming him. But he came out the other night, and Derek Gould asked a question about, can you explain why we can't get an, a sustained run after 500? He was very defensive. He was angry with him. He was angry with Ben Hockman, who asked the next question, uh, that they're 7-3. and three. What more do they want? Well, folks, I don't know what else you say to him. Like, I think this question now needs to be asked every night. Okay, since you didn't want to answer it then, how about we answer it now? I, I'm still perplexed, and I'm going to let you talk about this here in a minute. I, I'm perplexed on why KK didn't throw. I'm perplexed on why we go against Atlanta with their massive right-handed hitting lineup outside of Freeman. I, I don't understand why we went Hap or Lester, Hap, LeBlanc. What? what honestly, you and I talked about this. Not neither one of us were shocked that they just got swept by Atlanta. No, I told you that's what was going to happen after I saw who they had going, and not to give, not to discredit them either, because Hap and LeBlanc were both really good. So I guess that's not even really, that's not the reason. Fair. Lester was bad for an inning. After that, he pitched pretty well, but when you lose the team in the inning and the game in the first inning, it doesn't really matter. But I, I talked to, I asked Brendan Shea for this on Twitter the other day. I said, why is, why is KK not in the next three games? He was like, they just said that they wanted to get a look at the new arms, which is fine, but LeBlanc's not a new arm. So why was KK not starting game three? He's been our second best starter all year. Yeah, and he's w- been... With Jack out. There's been with times, and uh, besides his last start, ever, on that stretch, four or five start stretch, he was our best starter by a, by a long shot. So, I mean, now you want him and Wayne out going against the Royals instead of instead of the Braves, who are a competitive team? Con- conspiracy theorists unite. Does this feel like Mosellock said, look, I just acquired these two guys, you throw them now? Yeah, that's literally what he said. <laughs> 
Okay. That's what so, he said. He said he, we want to get a look at the new guys. So we don't well, care about wins. Off, so, so what that says to me as a fan, we don't care about wins. I want to see the new guys I just acquired pitch. That's what that tells me as a Cardinal fan. Now, I could be going a little bit too deep on this. Maybe I'm not going deep enough, but that's what it says to and me. I and get, I get that the rotation had to be shaken up a little bit. Because when you get two new guys that are going to be in your rotation immediately, they threw on different days. The start days very rarely would match up well enough to where you could keep everyone on their scheduled start. And that's okay, but why would the guy that you pushed back to now not starting for, it's been eight games-ish, um, since he hasn't started since Cleveland. So, and he's your second best starter. Why would you do that? Anyone else is fine to do that with, except for Wayne and KK. Right. You could do that with LeBlanc. Right. You could do that. Why? Woodford shouldn't have ever started that game. Woodford should never start. It made sense because guys were on their rotation. You could start him and send him down, whatever. But you could you could bring up Oviedo for a start if you needed to, if you wanted to get them back on schedule. But this doesn't make any sense to do. It, like, it's not even a decision that you can defend. And to be honest, I mean, it's not even a decision we should go too deep into, I guess, because it didn't really cost us anything. Because LeBlanc and Hap were, besides Kisner, the best part of the last two games, in my opinion. Which we're going to get to Kisner in a little bit. I'd like to talk about Kisner a little bit. Uh, we have the Royals coming up. Obviously, the Royals sitting at 47 and 60. But it's the Royals. Like, they're going to come in. They're going to play hard. Mike we, Matheny doesn't like this we, organization we, probably anymore. We, we said when they, played the, when they went into the Royals, the one guy you can't let beat you was Jesse Winker. That Jesse Winker nice. went off. Jesse Winker went off against us. Yeah. We said... Who did we play before the Braves? Oh, the the, the the Indians. The guy that you can't let beat you with the Indians? Ramirez. Two jacks in two games. Yeah. Four hits. Right? We said this series, Atlanta, the right-handers, they're going to they're gonna feast you like Jorge Soler, we woke him up. Dansby Swanson had He's seven really hits in the series. Uh, Adam Duvall hit a ball that might still be flying that was coming in at 100 miles per hour off Elsley. Austin Riley did too. Austin Riley. Right. I don't understand what we, I, I'm so confused right now by this organization that I don't even know what to say. Uh, I, I, I'm almost out of, I'm almost not even angry anymore. It's almost just laughing. Well, I'm not even angry. I can't be angry because I, have the, I don't know what to be angry at. Am I angry at the offense? Not really because I don't blame them. I don't blame them for not having the fire to go out there and get excited after you get runs because they just get pissed away anyway. Like how if I, if you're a player and this is this is something that's interesting to me if you're a player and you're in the seventh inning and you hit a go ahead homer, how do you get excited? Because you know that someone's going to blow it in ten minutes. Which brings us to last night, so let's talk about that just a little bit. Uh, you're up early, you get the Nolan bomb, you get up early. Um, it wasn't Nolan. Sorry, my apologies. Um, get the Kisner bomb. Kisner hit and, one, he yep. tied it. Yep. And then Goldie had a single that gave them the lead. And correct. Was so I was one night off. I get it. Um, Anyway, you get the you get the lead. You bring in Gallegos. I, I'm not, this is obviously we can play Monday morning quarterback, but we were all sitting here when it was going on, not understanding. He threw 28 pitches the night before. He hadn't been good. Andrew Miller, by the way, in his last 17 innings, has given up like one earned run with 17 Ks. He was nowhere to be found. Nowhere the to whole be series. found. The whole series. Someone explained: Is he hurt? Do we just forget about him? Do we not like Andrew Miller now? What is happening? Um, Reyes, we just left him out there once again. This has happened before. With Schilt, once he puts Reyes in, he refuses to warm anybody up. And it's happened. It's cost us multiple games this year. And I'm sorry, I, I don't remember who tweeted it, but it's something I've been saying all year. I am so sick of our belief that we can only bring Reyes in at closing time. We can't use him in other spots. That wasn't we can't start situation. him situation. I understand. I'm saying the ninth or the eighth, late. Eighth. But, but you understand what I'm saying. 
we could have gone to him before Gallegos. It, this whole idea that we have to use Reyes when we have to use him and once he's out there we're not going to anybody else is asinine. Well, I, I don't know why you would ever bring him in with guys on base because it's well documented around the league that it takes him two to three batters to actually settle in. Like, if you're one of the first two hitters and he's throwing, I don't know why you would swing until you get to two strikes, other than the fact that he has good stuff. But, and Gio, I, I didn't hate them bringing in Gio back-to-back days. I didn't like that it was after he threw 29 pitches. But, at the end of the, and he didn't look good, honestly. We, I was watching it, I was watching the game. He didn't look good when he was getting out. He looked like he was leaving his breaking stuff up, and his fastball was not, a, it was not nearly as explosive as it normally was. I didn't see really any swings and misses on any of his pitches. I think he had a strikeout, but that was it. And I just don't – I don't know. That 2-2 pitch to Austin Riley, I mean, the difference between us and a good team is he hits that ball over the fence. We get that pitch, we either take it for strike three because we're confused that it wasn't a fastball at our head, or we just fell it off. So I, I don't know what to be mad at. We can cherry-pick Mike Schill's decisions. Were, are they questionable? Yeah, of course they're questionable, especially when they don't work and they seem not to work every night. So it begs the question also of like what do you what I don't know if they bring him race there. Who says he doesn't he hit a guy in log three? So I don't know why you think he wouldn't have done that anyway, considering he's not an eighth inning guy. I don't know what he I would have done. Probably not have gone to Geo because you don't want his arm to be blown out, but Right. At this right. point everything's a must win game, so it's like game seven of the World Series of them. But but and it shouldn't be because they're not getting to the playoffs. The thing is every we keep saying every game's a must win, but we don't play every game like it's a must win. Hence we don't see Andrew Miller for three nights. So we're not playing. That's what that we're getting mixed signals from Mo. We're getting mixed signals from Schilt and the boys. I don't know what to think anymore. And here's my concern as a diehard, lifelong forty-year-old Cardinal fan. I'm forty-seven, you but I've been fu- no. I knew my age. I'm trying to think of how long I've really been watching baseball. Probably almost over forty years. All right. Is I don't see, and I, I've had this conversation with you. I've had it with friends quite a bit. I don't think it's getting better. I don't see. It getting better now. Yes, we have all these really good young players in the minors. Memphis is a really exciting team. We got a lot of guys there that are really exciting. But for some reason, we've been saying that back with the Piscotty days. It's always good. We've, we said that back with the Piscotty days. Then they win the championship with Voight and Adolis Garcia and O'Neill and all those guys. A Rosarina. And a Rosarina. We trade them all. All right. I, I don't know. Like, and then the ones that do come here have not been good. Have not been well, to great. Be, to be fair, all three of those. Our outfielders have been better than Randy and been better than the majority of the guys who traded away. Luke Voigt's not even playing. They were like beg- they were trying to trade him. Nobody would take him. So they're looking a little bit better. Adolis Garcia has been awful for three mo- for two months now. Like, I, he's he hasn't been, been awful. He's been awful. He's batting two fifty now, and he hasn't a home run, and I don't even know how long. Two nights, I think. He won two nights. Okay, ago, yeah, but, but it's like rare right. now. But here's the, here's so I but I so our our outfield is way. I wouldn't put any of those guys in the outfield over the guys we have right now. But the problem, I just don't, it's not a, it doesn't feel like a team. We have a bunch of good players, but they don't play together. It's so weird. I don't like, even know. There's not even much you players. can address. They are good players. Look at their stats and look, okay. at, look at their metrics. You can look at all that, and they are, any team would take Tyler O'Neill on their team. He might not start, but they would take, I mean, he probably would in most teams. Obviously, but here's what I'm saying, and I've been saying this for a long time too. Since 2001, when Albert came up, we have not drafted developed, and turned a big league hitter into a multiple-time all-star. Well, I don't count Yachty because Yachty's there for defense and the catcher. So, out, again, again, either way, you know what I'm saying. A legit star at, in offense. We have it's 20 years. Matt Carpenter. Okay. 
I, he's not a legit star. He has some good well, years. He's a really good hitter. Times. We have not developed an elite hitting guy for a long time. Albert was elite for 10 years. And obviously, those guys are few and far between. I get it. But they are all over the major leagues right now. Mm-hmm. And I know that losing Oscar Tavares hurt. Uh, Tavares hurt. I understand that. But I, I just question so many things right now with this organization. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know where you start. I don't know where. Look, it was a little bit over three years ago. Two weeks, three weeks ago, that we fired Matheny, we fired Mabry, we fired um, Billy Miller, and we brought in Mike Schilt, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I have been... And he had... Let me, he, hold on, let me finish. Hold on, let me finish just for a second. I have been very, very much... I, because you're the manager, right? You're the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. You're going to get it when things don't work out. But to be fair, and you, po- and you tweeted this last night, to be fair, we, when Schilt took over in 2018, he goes 41 and 28. In 2019, 91-71, we make the playoffs. We make it to the NLCS. With a bad team. With a bad team. 2020 with a bad team. We were lucky because we played the NL Cent. That's all we, we played. We were lucky. We are in the but, lucky but, year. Right. We had, we had COVID. COVID we right. had so many. But, but we were lucky with our schedule. Yes. That's what I mean. Okay. Yes. 30 and 28, that's not good. But with what everything going on, good. But this year, with what I believe, out of all four of those teams, the most talent. By far. By far. We're 53 and 55. And I'm not saying... That obviously any team that loses four starting pitchers outside of the Dodgers who have, right? But we're not we do, we have not developed like the Dodgers have, and when you lose those guys, it's obviously difficult to find innings. But we have relied on three guys out of the bullpen so heavily through the whole year that they're uh, everybody can't be great every night. No. So I don't know what to say about Mike Schilt. I I don't know that it's I don't think it's fire Mike Schilt time. No. I don't believe that. But I do believe that there needs to almost be a shakeup in that clubhouse because I've said this for three years now, that something's not right within that clubhouse. And it's even worse this year. It's not even the clubhouse. It's the organization. The organization is a disaster right now. And it's honestly, there's no other way to say it. And I thought, I don't know, I guess I was a prisoner of the moment when we got Nolan and I was like, oh, maybe they're turning a corner to try to win. They're not. Like, they don't they don't care enough to win. They, I mean, you go and you get John Lester and Jay Happ. Guys that no other team was looking at. Not one other team wanted either of those two guys. And Jay Happ had a good start, but who cares? Right. Um, John Lester did not have a good start. He probably won't have many good starts. He has like he had, cool, had he many. Had, he he had has two, two quality starts this all year. All year, yes. So why why do you think a guy, two guys that go four and five innings, but are less effective than the two guys you sent down? And meanwhile, we have a, we sent Oviedo down, who is way better I'm than talking. John Lester. <laughs> but the to our like. Why would you want their innings eaters? No, they're not. They were when they were 30. So why would you bring in two old guys that have no upside and have worse hair raised than two guys you sent down and throw the same amount of innings but are just the same as the other two of the other pitchers in your rotation? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you have to look at this pitching rotation and think it's one of the worst ever. I mean, obviously Wayne L. great, but he's 30. What, how old is Wayne? 38, 39? He turns 40 this month. KK? Not going to be here. Obviously, you're telling me he's not going to be here next year. From what they're not pitching him, he's not coming back. Oh, right? Lester, Hap, Wade LeBlanc, three guys who legitimately could be all out of baseball. Yeah. And I know there are. What are the and, and the argument is what are the other options? Because I don't know what they are. Jake Woodford was not an option. Oviedo unfortunately had should have had out. five wins probably. But our but our bullpen and our off or our offense one or the other. Uh, didn't help us. Now we go into this 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 uh, Royal Series. We're facing Mike Miner with a 5.31 ERA. He'll shut us down. <laughs> We're facing Brad Keller 
with a 5.64 ERA. He throws hard, he'll shut us down. And then we're facing uh, Bubik. Don't know what he is, so he'll shut us down. Right, right, with a 4.57 ERA. Uh, if we don't, if we don't sweep this series, I think there needs to be some very big. I mean, imagine after what you're coming off of. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about Nolan. I, I have so many, so many things. I right don't know how Nolan stays. I, I think he will, but for the life of me, I don't know why he would, other than the money. Okay, so Caleb, explain to our audience and our Cardinal fans, because we know the majority of people who listen are Cardinal fans. Some aren't, and that's great. We're fine. We welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining and listening to us vent today. It, 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 we wanted to go on last night and do it. I couldn't. I couldn't I do it. I couldn't do it last night. Do it talk last night. How? What do we do for twenty? Like right now, you have to look at twenty twenty two. Yeah. And okay. Beyond. So here's what I'm saying: throwing John Lester, J. A. Happ, and Wade LeBlanc is not looking to twenty twenty two. It's not. And it's honestly, not. so here's hold on. Here's what I'm saying. If we want to look at Reyes as a starter, then throw him in there for three innings. If we want to look at Oviedo, we want to look at Woodford, we want to look at guys down on the farm, I would much rather at this point have those guys starting games here than J.A. Happ, Wade LeBlanc, and John Lester, who are not our future plans. And I think that's the problem that they're running into with Oviedo. And I keep wondering, like, if he would have started AAA this year, what he would be right now in the major leagues. Because he probably would be really damn good. And I think he needs to be in AAA the rest of the year. I don't want him starting another game until he's ready because that guy's confidence can't just keep getting destroyed. Huh. So he should not be back up here. Jake Woodford is never going to be good in the Cardinals uniform. I'm we don't sorry. know that. We don't know that. Dad, <laughs> I've seen too many pitchers like him. He will never be a quality starter. He might be an okay reliever, but he doesn't throw hard enough to be So why don't you bring up Zach Thompson, who's been really good of late, really, really good? Why don't we bring Because don't don't. those guys need to stay down there right now because they need to keep their confidence up. And honestly, just go have some fun with them. They don't need to be up here right now because what are they playing for? So we, you're Have telling, some fun down in Memphis. You're telling me Their jerseys are cooler than ours anyway. We're now the only organization in baseball that doesn't play for the big show. We're playing for the AAA team. I, but, All right. Well, okay, I, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. Zach Thompson. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't think Zach That's Thompson and Liberatore and Oviedo need to be up here right now because odds are they're not ready. And But J.A. Happ, John Lester, and Wade LeBlanc. Yeah, Dad, but if you want to look over 2021, why would you rush guys up to kill their confidence? What if it doesn't? What if they come up and have some initial success? Here's what I see. I see all other teams around baseball bringing up young guys, whether it's offensive or pitching, that do have success. How come we're so scared of that? Why are we so scared to put our young guys in a spot to have success? I don't know. I don't think we. Ha- I don't think we have a success. <laughs> we don't have positions for success in our organization, and this is what's so confusing to me. As I look at the team, it, I've said this before, it has no identity. They're not good at pitching. Their starting pitching is not good. Um, their relief pitching blows just about every lead now. And people keep saying, if you have a two-run lead and you're the Cardinals in late innings, you feel good about it. No, you don't. You do. I disagree. You do if Alfred starts the inning. No, you don't. I do. In late innings? 23, 24 for sake. 24, ninth. 25 for sake. I said late innings. Oh, yeah, right. Well, that's what I go back to. We only want to use Reyes in the ninth. Well, that's either we way, do. you don't feel good about it. He blew the game yesterday. He had a chance to get out of it. He didn't. Well, Gallegos blew it as um, well. Yeah, Gallegos did, but he, he actually got hit off of. I mean, he so gave up a hit to a good hitter. We are now at 27 walks with the bases loaded? 28. 28 now? And the, oh he, Yeah, they did it three times yesterday. I thought they got us to 27. And Justin but. Miller, I think, did it too. We don't have a good offense. It's not even an offense. It's just guys who go up there and swing the bat sometimes. Okay, so let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the offense. Our base running is good. We'll have that. Let's talk a little bit about the offense because this is something I want to talk about. And then I want to talk about 
what do we do for what what do you and I think we should do for 2022 that's that's right. because I think that's what we have to look at right a couple of weeks ago we, I was excited I thought hey seven and three we're on it maybe maybe we are making a run Nolan's hugging Greg Gamsinger he's telling him we're gonna make the play we're gonna make the play I was getting a little excited thinking maybe that cardinal magic hits in the air everybody feels it right one thing I would like to discuss before I get to the um, the hitting is by all Twitter accounts last night that place was rocking with booze. It's been a long time since I've been in Bush Stadium where that place was rocking with booze. I went through the '90s, the, the early '90s when we were awful. They had some great guys that I loved. Ray Lankford, love those guys, right? Bern, Bernard Gilkey, love those guys. However, we were bad. We were just plain bad. We weren't spending any money. We weren't doing anything. The, the place was not rocking because there was nobody there. Do you think that could is, – is that happening? Or because of Ballpark Village, because of COVID, because of Cardinal Nation, ownership knows we're going to get close to $3 million every year. Hey, if we're good, great. If we're not, we're still making the same amount of money. Or do you think this could be a message being sent that it is late August, school is starting soon, the NFL is getting ready to start, and I know we don't have a team. NHL hockey is right around the corner. NBA is going to be right around the corner. Do you th- Mizzou football brought in a lot of really good recruits. Do you think it's going to be one of those things where come school time, those stadiums could be, yeah, maybe you sold 30,000 seats, but there might be 15,000 in the, in the, in the stadium. Uh, I'm not sure what the, I'm not sure about that. I mean, probably if they fall out of it, I don't know why you'd go out. They're out of it. I don't I know, but if they like are mathematically eliminated. I don't plan on even going to another game this year. We went to a bunch. I'm not going to another one. I refuse to go again. It I, the first time I've ever seen anyone boot in Bush Stadium was this year. I was there with my friend and we were watching the Diamondbacks game and Andrew Miller, I think it was, walked in a run and the play started booing him. And I've never seen that before. I was, uh, I was like, "What is happening?" I didn't know we could do it. It felt like I was in New York. I almost felt like from what from the Twitter again. I can only go through Twitter. I wasn't there. I was um, watching it. They were definitely booing. I, I, I but what do you believe the boos were directed at the players or was it at coach? Uh, do you think it was just everything? It was at everything. It was at everything. Okay, all right. I, I don't think, and I bet I don't know how many people were there that were just booing because everyone else was. But um, I would say I don't know if why anyone would boo Alex Reyes. He's been a saving grace this year. So if anyone was booing him specifically, then they need to leave the stadium. But if they're booing Schilt, if they're booing Moselock, um, DeWitt, whoever in the organization, that they need, Jeff Albert, Mike Maddox, they all deserve to be booed because they've done a horrible job. And I talked to Trevor Maddox about this last night. We were talking a little bit about the team. They haven't – not one guy has stepped up this year on the pitching side. Not one. I mean, KK and Wayno have done what we thought they would do. Yeah, but Wayno, four years I'm ago we thought Wayno was done. I'm talking about, he's been great, but I'm talking about a guy who, yeah, how many teams do you see around the league have guys in the middle of their team and whether it's in their lineup or it's in their rotation that you're like, I didn't know that guy, who that guy was before the season. Right. Right. We, don't, we have those guys, but they suck. <laughs> um, one might one might argue that Jack was really exceeding his expectations before well, he got hurt. Ex- he, he, he was exceeding. He was right, but a lot of people didn't know from last year. He had, he struggled a little bit last year. A lot of people weren't sure he was he was dealing. Um, I want to talk. I want to switch over gears because I agree with what you said. I don't think there's an argument to be made there against it. I, I can't argue outside of Cabrera, Gallegos, and Reyes. But it, I'm worried that you're going to send in. I saw Bernie, and you got in. Kale got into a little beef with Bernie last night on Not Twitter, beef, so it was pretty f- enjoyable to watch. 
Um, however, I, I, I understand what Bernie was saying. I understood his response that I don't want to see those guys have Tommy John because we can't keep losing guys. Actually, I do want to talk about that for a second. <laughs> um, Cabrera, I mean, Gallegos hadn't thrown back-to-backs in three weeks, so he hadn't been overused. Reyes hadn't pitched in four days, so he also hadn't been overused. So kind of wasn't an... A silly comment, but like you said, hold on. But like I you agree, said, the guy goes in the pitch, and you can't bring Reyes in. But with Reyes on base. hasn't pitched an unhealthy amount of innings this year. But if that's, you, that's not accurate. right. But if you know that Reyes can't be brought in, sh- shouldn't they? I mean, again, yes. But we have all this information at our fingertips. They have more. At that point, they had burned Cabrera. They had burned Gallegos. Who do you go to? Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's valid. It's valid. I mean, it, because if, like you said, we've seen it happen where they go to Luis Garcia. We've seen them go to TJ McFarlane and then blow it, and then people are like, "Why the hell did you not use Cabrera yeah, and Gallegos?" I mean, if your whole bullpen doesn't get it done, my then question is, to? where was Andrew Miller? Well, you That's can't my put question. Andrew Miller again against Austin Riley and Adam Duvall. I, I, I'm not saying in that one situation. There are situations through this series. And I was watching big it, spots and I understand that. Been used. But TJ McFarlane wasn't used either. The only time you can use a guy like him is if he's starting an inning against multiple lefties, which they don't have in their lineup, right? Or if he's finishing an inning. Against Freeman or Peterson, right? I only chance, and he didn't really have any opportunities like that. So Good you point. cannot really do it. Good point. All right, I want to talk a little bit about the offense because I kept thinking, and, and I've made this reference before. 2011, we we started off well. We then we had the, a terrible lull, and we got hot. Now, obviously, we don't have Albert. We don't have Lance. Matt Holiday. We don't have Holiday. We don't have Freeze. We don't have Alan Craig. We don't have a younger, a ten-year younger Yachty. We don't have Lance. Rafael Furcal. We don't have right. I said land like we don't have those guys. Okay, so we don't have any of the like we have no one and no we have Goldie. Goldie. Goldie's been really and bad. then after that, you can put them all in a hat and hope that one of them is hot. That's what we have. Don't talk about all right. That. Tyler's been the most. Consistent I love Tyler. One of my favorite, becoming one of my favorite players. I'm just saying. Two hits again. Right. Night. So, you know, and we also have one thing that is not discussed, and this is why I want to talk about the offense a little bit. 2011. We also had Mark McGuire as our hitting coach. Uh-huh. Now say what you want about Mark McGuire. There's you know his head got really big. We know that, right? His head got really big. He hit a lot of home runs, and, and that two or that 1998 season, uh, my wife and I went to so many games. I think we I looked at our subs. We went to 18 games that year. He hit 22 home runs or 23 home runs in the 18 games. Every game we went to, including seeing number 62, he had a home run. It was almost like clockwork, right? He has 200 some home runs here in like 500 games. It's insane. Um, but he, in my opinion was one of our best hitting coaches. We then, we then hired John Mabry because McGuire decides he's done. Okay, We hired John Mabry, and everybody wants John Mabry fired. right? For years, everybody's blaming John Mabry for our offensive woes. So let's, I did a deep dive, deep dive into our offensive stats. 2015, we played the Cubs in the NLDS. We lose. Lose to the Cubs. Tough, Cubs right? go on. Cubs go on to make a pretty good run that year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, since then, since then, 2016 with John Mabry as our hitting coach, in runs, we were fourth. In the majors, this is majors, this isn't National League. In the majors, we were fourth in runs, 13th in hits, second in home runs. Isn't that wild? That's wild that the 2016 team, second in home runs yeah, in the major that. leagues. We were right. in like three and nine. Yeah, it was unbelievable, right? Uh, 14th in, in strikeouts. Now, that means right in the middle. Right in the middle, we were there in strikeouts. That's good. 14th is fine. fine. We were 18th in average, which I'm going to talk about batting average here in a little bit. Fourth in slugging. Uh, obviously, when you are second in home runs, you're going to be up near the top in slugging. Yeah. And we were fifth in OPS in the major leagues. Didn't make the playoffs, but still a pretty good yeah, offense. Under John Mabry. Under Mabry. Now, the next year, 
we slide to what third. year did that was? That was 2016. Was that the that was the year before the Carpenter went crazy year, right? Correct. Carpenter went crazy in 18. 18. Correct. So, so I'm trying to think of what 2016 was the year the Cubs won the World Series. 2016 Cardinals won the World or Cubs. Cubs won the World Series. Um, I don't remember that year. <laughs> did we even make the playoffs that year? We did not. We did not make How the playoffs. Go- I uh huh. Keep going. Right. Okay. So this is what I'm this is what I'm saying. All right. Didn't make the playoffs, but had had legitimately a top five NL offense. Right? Top five NL offense. I don't remember that at all. Uh, well, this was the year that Wayno kind of started the, the decline. We had some issues there. Really using the sticky stuff. Right. Um, so, let's just look here really quickly. In the next year, okay, 2017. Hold on one second. Sorry. I had to pull this up. Okay. 2017. So, let's look here real quick. 2016, Gritchick. Mm-hmm. Hitting home runs. Hit a really good year. Right? Gritchick. Jeremy Hazelbaker was on that team, so that's probably why we were so good. Um, Yachty had a good year that year. Yeah. Right? Um, we had, who else? We had Gritchick. We had Matt Holiday put up really good numbers. Jose Martinez. Tommy Pham had a really good Tommy year. Tommy Pham had a really good year. Piscotti. That was the year Piscotti had a good he year as well. He got traded. Um, so, you know, we had guys on that team that was hitting, that were hitting, excuse me, apologize for that, and, and continued to hit. Matt Adams. Brandon Moss. Right. Matt Carpenter. Jed Aledemus Diaz was a what all-star. A Jed Jerko had 30 bucks okay. probably. I think so, that was the year. Johnny Peralta, like Colton Wong, was, was coming along because he had the bad year in the playoffs a couple years before that, but either way, right? So we had some offensive power there. Yeah. N- not, not huge guys as far as big names, but whatever. So 2017 we get to. We drop to 13th in runs, 16th in hits, 18th in home runs, stay the same in strikeouts, 14th in average, so moved up a little bit in average, 17th in slugging, that's a massive drop from 4th, and 12th. Right, that's when people start screaming for Mabry to be fired. Okay, so 2017 we were not good. All right, didn't make the playoffs. We're not very good. Uh, that was Matheny, That was the Matheny. That was, that was when we started to see Matheny's love in the organization start to fade. Okay, we get to 18. We drop to 10. We we go to 10th in runs, 17th in hits, 10th in home runs, 17th in strikeouts. So we're still okay there. 17th in average. 14th in slugging, 14th in OPS. Middle of the road in everything. Mm-hmm. Not top 10 in anything. No. They fire Mabry. They hire Buddha. Right? Buddha's here for the first part of 19, uh, and then we get rid of him and Jeff Albert. is, is we, we make the decision, sorry, at the end of 18, Jeff Albert's our guy. Yeah. Buddha's gone, the guy that everybody loves. From 19 on, here we go. Runs in 19, 19th. 20, 19, or last year, in 2020, against the NL and AL Central, by the way. The worst two divisions also, in baseball last year. So we did play two less games than everyone else. Okay, right. We were 20th, 28th in runs out of 30, and this year we are sitting 26th. Okay, this is all under Jeff Albert. In hits, in 19, 23rd. Last year, 29 out of 30. This year, 24. In home runs, in 19, 24th. Last year, dead last. In home runs. This year, 24th again. Strikeouts, our strikeouts have dropped. All right? But we know that in baseball, we have to, we're playing in a three-true outcome. If you're, and you've said this before. If you're, going to strike, if you're not going to strike out and you're going to make contact, you better be scoring runs. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're, if you're going to do that. Average, 23rd. This year, 22nd. 22nd. We've actually dropped now a lot farther. Uh, slugging, 23, 28th, and 24th. And then OPS, 21, 26, 25. We're talking about a bottom five offense 
with Jeff Albert as our hitting coach for three years. So can you explain to me what they are looking at? What what is every but what is Mo? What is Gersh? What is Chilt? What is DeWitt? What are they looking at with those numbers that say Jeff Albert should still be our hitting coach today, August sixth? I don't know. I told you he should have been fired three months ago. But but I want I really I want to know. I want answer. okay. But I might so send I, this to 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 Gould or Schaefer and say I, this is what, when you ask what we want to know. This is what I want to know. Yeah, but they're not gonna. I mean, he's not gonna answer you. Schilt won't answer that. Mo Mo's gets offended at from. everything. Mo Mo has press conferences where he just gets offended by everything that actually makes sense because he just doesn't. He's supposed to act like everything's invalid because then that means that he doesn't have to answer it because it's not a valid question. Um, the team is just. I don't, it's so weird. I just I don't even know. What to, I, like, I don't know what to say about it because I don't know what Jeff Albert's preaching. I'm not there. I can't. I can't hear it. But those and are as facts. a hitter. I've had hitting coaches that were awful and didn't know what they're talking about, but I knew that they didn't know what they're talking about because as a hitter, those guys, Nolan Arenado knows how to hit. He knows when someone says, tells him something and it sounds stupid, that it's stupid. So if guys like him are following what he's saying blindly, that's even worse. Well, Tommy brought it up and then it, it just we got glazed over. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it. And since, now, from then. and now. He's been the only guy moved down, and he's been the only guy uh-uh. that's not being played. Is that is that? Do you think there's a reason for that? It sort of sure seems like it. So here, because he, because you look at his numbers with Dylan Carlson, they're eerily similar, and Dylan Carlson plays every night. One more thing, right now Cardinals are currently hitting two thirty four, two thirty four. That's really bad. What's and the Mendoza line? Two twenty. Mendoza line's two hundred. Okay, but you think about that before you go back to that. Does that not make any? That makes no sense to me because none of our players that are in our starting lineup besides Paul DeYoung are batting anywhere close to that number. We are tied for third all time in our franchise history since 1908 when they really, I guess, started keeping track of team batting averages at 234. Guess the other year, last year. That's two of three in our franchises under Jeff. I, I'm sorry. The, why Jeff Albert is still in that dugout? Is beyond me. Other than, does this guy know something? I, and I, I say that the conspiracy theorists unite again. But how do you get rid of a guy like Buddha, who in 2018 we have a pretty decent, we have a top ten, top ten to fifteen major league offense, major league, not NL, major league. We now have a bottom five major league offense. We lead the majors by a ridiculous amount in games with three runs or under. I, I'm not a data analyst. Right, I don't do this for a living. This was a simple 25-minute search through some statistics, and then to go through. That was all I had to do. They have. I'm literally perplexed right now. I don't. I don't know if it's they don't know what to do, so they're just going to stay the same. Um, if this season continues the way it's going, and I hope it does at this point, and here's why I hope it does, because that's the only way that anything is going to change for next year. Because they're damn sure not winning World Series this year, so I don't really care what they do at this point. I want to see it get worse, and I want Nolan to stay, obviously. But I want to see it get worse without him staying, because I want them to clean house with, with him Matt. staying. Yeah, he needs to right, stay, right? And it needs to not be bad enough for him to say, "I'm getting the hell out of here," which I don't blame him if he does. And if he does, I will not be one of the fans that that burns his jerseys, because I will understand completely why he does it. But um, I want Maddox gone if it keeps going like this. I want Albert gone. And I want Schilt to be in consideration for being gone. I don't want him to. Be, I'm not saying he needs to be fired, but I'm saying it'd be ridiculous not to at least consider to make a change after the team that they put together this year and how underperforming in almost every aspect of the game it has been. 
Okay, can we talk? And, and I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to be the guy. I'm not gonna be the guy who bashes Yadier Molina. You can't. Right? I'm not. I'm not going to. He's be, earned the right. I, to I'm play. That, so let me finish. I'm not going to be that guy. But right now, where we're sitting, and and I, Yadi is Hall of Famer, best catcher in Cardinal history, yep. in my opinion. Yes. Right. Ted Simmons number two, in my opinion, a legend. Go to the games. You, we, everybody gets a great applause. They see Yachty come out of the dugout, and the place goes wild. Yeah. He is a legend, yeah. right? They're gonna they're gonna build a statue in front of the stadium for him. Well deserved. He deserves everything. But the, it, it's almost like the Matt Carpenter thing. Like I felt, I, well, I've talked about this at, ad nauseum. I feel bad for Matt Carpenter, huh? right? Last year I was angry with Matt Carpenter. Now I just feel bad for him. Huh? It, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Yachty. But since, I am because that's on, an effort. Hold, that's hold on, to be mad. The, the defensive stuff is definitely the question. Since June, since June 1st, Yachty has four extra base hits and 16 RBIs. That's like crazy Four bad. extra base hits. He has zero this month. He, I apologize. In August, he has one RBI. So he has 17 RBIs, and he has four extra base hits since June. And yet we continue. This, I, this goes back to my question to Mike Schilt. And I'm not saying that he's the only problem, but it is a question Last night we see Kisner come out and make two massively athletic plays. Hits a bomb. When he's put into the lineup, he hits. Yep. He's not going to go three for four every night. He's not going to do it. Why is he not playing two to three nights a week? I don't know. He should be. And Yachty, I think I told you this. When he was going on that power streak, I told you it was bad for him. Because it wasn't going to continue. At the beginning of the year, he had that huge power surge. Like what, he has eight home runs this year? Is that what that says? Uh-huh. Uh, I think seven of those were in the first month. Were in the first three weeks. Oh, the, the, they were definitely in five in the first month. Yes, he had two. He had two in in May. Yeah. So and then he, he had, had seven two, in the first five six weeks, right? Uh-huh. Correct. I told you that was bad because now it's what, now it's like that's all he tries to do, and he, that's not who he is. He's not powerful at all. Like he he will barrel balls that I think he hits about as well as he can hit them, and they don't go over the fence. So I, I don't I don't know what you do with he, him. It's I, again it's I love sad, him. and it I will, do, and I like the idea that. He has earned the right to when he wants to be done, he can be done. But that doesn't mean you give him the keys and let him drive. But we away. have, but we have, and I, and I, here's what I fear: they're already talking an extension. I don't want to. I'm not saying Castiati off. Please, I want everyone out there to understand that. But you can't bring him back and play him 120 games next no. year. But they're going to, I, because there's no, there's nothing in history that tells me they're not going to. That's why I say that. Poor Kisner. Yeah, that guy's gonna he, be wasted. He should be an everyday catcher somewhere. Or, or at least given the opportunity to, and now, and now you got Mo coming out this week, who says, "Oh, well, we all know that Herrera is the catcher of our future." What, what world are we living in as Cardinal fans right now? Why would you say that? I, that's Kisner a great question. Ass and, I'm paraphrasing. and if that's the case, and you truly believe that, by the way, I've seen the, I've heard that Kisner and Arnott are like best friends, so maybe don't piss Kisner off too. But um, if that's the case, then trade him. Like, give the guy a shot to live his dream out. Why are you wasting him away to be a backup catcher? How old is Kisner? Is Kisner 25, 26? Why are you wasting his career? For what reason? I don't get it. He's not Tony Cruz. Tony Cruz was a backup catcher. He was a legitimate backup catcher, not going to start anywhere. This poor guy is not that. Uh, He's 26. Like, he's 26 years old. This should be the problem of his career, and they're not now, letting him ha- give fair, a chance. to be fair, he is hitting 196. That's not fair. I agree. I agree. That's not to be fair. I agree. Oh, if well, he I play mean, once every... It's not like he's hitting he 400. He plays once every three weeks. But, but you are... He had 16 at-bats in the whole month of July. 16. 
All right. I, I mean, what do you expect? He had That's 18 in June. In an entire entire month, 18 at-bats. Um, that was only because Yadi was hurt for a little bit. In, in July, correct. He has three at-bats all August. One for three. with well, Again, I'm not saying Brandon Kisner is the future. I'm saying... Andrew. Andrew, sorry, I apologize. Andrew Kisner is not the future. Or is the future, whatever. But I this y- Yadi's slugging since June is like in the 500s. I mean, his OPS is in the 500s. That's like... That shouldn't even be in the in major leagues, no. and and we all can talk about his defense, and I think it needs to be. We've seen we've seen it. he goes down to the one knee with a guy on base. Nobody understands why major league catchers are doing that. Nobody. I'm not qu- again. Every the retort to me is fair. Yachty knows way more about catching than I do. Obviously, he's a Hall of Fame catcher. I'm just an observer, right? And and someone who is a fan. But at this point, if we are done. I want to see Kisner at least get some more bats. And yet, all reports have come out and said that Yachty is still battling an injury. So why is he playing more than he should? What do, what sense does that make in anyone's head? Other than the fact that Yachty comes in and says, I'm playing today. <laughs> it is sort of what it feels like, isn't it? He says, I'm playing today and batting fifth. And they say, okay. That's the other we'll thing we've talked about that all year. Why Yachty ever hit fifth outside of the first month where he was well, on he was fire. Going off. But it just doesn't make any... Like, why... I don't even have any words for it. No, that's... Not one team bats their catcher that's not elite fifth. He should be hitting seventh in this lineup. In front of Tommy. Agreed. Agreed. And behind Bader. But we continue to hit him in the top six for zero... Literally, literally, there's no data or statistics to support. And I'm not saying, guys, please, as someone who coached... Look, look, don't mean a peacock. Did coach at the freshman high school level. All right? Mm -hmm. So, you know. But what I am saying is... You have all of this at your hands, the, and I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not, on, I'm not only just a sabermetric guy. I'm not. But but every there is no support for that. No, you can you can't. But you can butter knife stats to get what you want. Ab- you absolutely. You can't even to tell me why he's hitting fifth. No. You can't find me one stat. Nope. Other than the fact that he that hit that walk, that he has big hits every once in a while because he's in that position. Okay. Well, how many times have we seen the six hitter strike out because in a big situation that he would also be in? I don't, I don't get it. It just there's no reason to do it, and it doesn't help your team. It just hurts you. Yeah, and I, it makes I, I him don't. and it makes him look worse because you're batting him fifth. But you look at the teams that bat their catchers in the top five. It's Yasmani Grandal when he's healthy. It's J.T. Realmuto, who's the best catcher in baseball. It's Will Smith, who's in one of the best teams in baseball, one of their best hitters. Right. Um. That's it. Wilson Contreras, those four. Nobody else. And those are the four best catchers in baseball. Agreed. So so why are we batting a defensive-minded first guy who's not even good defensively anymore? Fifth, and playing him every day. It's a if you can find me one reason, one, just one like crazy reason that might have some kind of logic behind it, I will applaud you for being able to find it because I can't. Okay, let's... I, yeah, I think the frustration is palpable with not just you and I. I think we speak for a large amount of the fan base. Uh, my, my, just I spent an hour and a half on Twitter last night, and it felt like everything that everybody else was saying are things that have, we've talked about or have gone through our heads, all right? Now, let's talk just 2022, because I kind of want to forget 2021 right now, all right? 168 total payroll this year, $168 million. So far on the books next year, we have $95 mil, okay? Now... You do have guys who are coming up for arbitration. Uh, Bader, you got Cabrera Carlson at Edmund at pre-arbitration. Flaherty's coming up. 
Gallegos is coming up. So, so that's going to go up. That number is going like to go up. One, let's just say 110, 120 is what the start. Probably 120. And honestly, with Wayno and Yadi, who will probably be back, it might be at 130, 140 for next year before free agency. Right now, you've got $55 million just paid to Arenado and Goldschmidt. And this has been my just thing. It's cheap for those two. It, it is, but it isn't for their production. And I love them both, and Nolan has been hot. But it's not. You're not getting $55 million worth of production from those two. You're just not. It's not even close. All right? I mean, Goldschmidt's OPS is in the 700s. Yeah. You can't be paying a guy $26 million a year to have 700 OPS. No, that you just can't. wasn't good with You just isn't. can't. All right? Carlos is, is I, I believe Carlos is gone. You're going to pay Miles Michael $16 million. Don't even get me going on that. That was one of the, again, in my opinion, this one of the second top three worst contracts we've, extensions we've ever given. DeYoung, DeYoung's only owed $6 million. A lot of questions about DeYoung. Right now, those are the only five. You got a lot of guys off the books. Okay, I do believe Wayno and, and Yadi will be back. I believe Wayno should be back. Yes. Um, and I think if Wayno comes back, Yadi comes back. My concern, like I said, is together. we give Yadi a two-year deal. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it's a one-year deal because at this point, that's what it should be. I, I'd love to see baseball go back to all one-year deals. Kurt Flood should be in the Hall of Fame for what he did to help people, but it might have killed the game. So let's go back to one-year deals. All right. Um, what do you do? What, okay, where where do you start? Caleb Noble, GM. Team president for the day. Your Mosellock. I. I. That's. A, uh, sorry. Did not mean to put that on you. Like I don't want to make that comparison. I feel like you'd probably be better in this position than he is. Where. Where do you start outside of somehow buying Nolan steak dinners at uh, Morton's downtown to make sure he stays? Um, I'm calling Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, and Corey Seager, and getting one of them, and and I'm setting the market. I'm going out there, and I, I don't even care if I overpay for 20 million by 20 million. Well, you million have dollars. money. You go pay one of those three guys and have them in and make a statement at the beginning of the offseason that you are going to make a team that's competitive. I don't really care which one of the three it is. Seager would be my last choice because of his injury history. But you call one of those three guys, and you get them to come immediately. Get Nolan, Before Nolan has a chance to say he's opting out, you get Trevor Story on a plane to St. Louis. And that's, it has to be one of those three guys. It just has to be. That, that's where you have to start, and everything else you can go for after. But you cannot do anything if you don't get one of those three guys. With, with the, the just absolute horrendous season we're having, I agree. But my second call is Max Scherzer. He's a St. Louis guy. He's another oh, aging I, Again, I, aging I don't veterans. think you have to give him a big deal. Yes, you do. I don't think so. He's 37 years old. Dad. Did you see what he did last did night or two nights ago in L.A.? Did you see what did he did? Did you see said? what he did? Tenster, I can't You can't again. just keep playing old okay. guys. It can't just I don't working. think. Get, it, it has. Our two it, best players are in their 30s. I get it. I get it. But if you can get him on a two-year deal, I think you have to look at that. I think you have... Kershaw's going back, right? If we're looking at the free agents, Trevor Bauer, nobody's touching Trevor Bauer. Zach Greenke's 38. He's also not a free agent. Justin Verlander's at 39. Well, he... Uh, he can opt out if he wants. Correct. That's what I mean. He has an opt-out. Um, Freddie Freeman is not leaving Atlanta. We know that. I hope not. Right? Kevin Gosman, is that a guy that you look at? Yes. Or do you think that San Francisco... I, think San I don't know why he'd leave San Francisco. I, that's what I'm saying. If I have him, but if, I, if he does, if he does, then yes, that's a guy you look Nick at. Nick Castellanos would love to have him. He's not coming here. He's not coming here. I don't think he's leaving Cincinnati. He seems to love it there. It he set up a pretty good foundation from what I've heard. Yeah. He's doing a lot of really good work. Now, you never know. He fits the personality he, of that place he does. really well. I'm, I'm Charlie Morton, I don't know that Charlie Morton is a massive upgrade. No, he's not. So... What I'm saying is if you're going to massively upgrade this team, and you can make a trade, but it sure seems like we don't want to. And also, I don't know that you want to start making massive trades unless you can get somebody 
at, at a known under cost. At a known cost under control. I think I think it's Scherzer, and I think it's a shortstop, and I think you start there. You're getting you're getting Jack. Jack will be back. You got Miles. I think you've Dakota. got Adam. I, you've got Dakota. You don't know what that looks like. Let's hope, right? I, I, I'm, Jordan, it was announced this week. Jordan Hicks wants they they want may look at Jordan Hicks as a starter. I'll believe that when I see that. Sounds like the Chapman thing. Remember when Chapman wanted to be a starter? And the not, team I mean, to it could do be that. a Freddie Peralta thing. Could be. It definitely could be. So who knows there, right? You have options, but you don't have elite options yet. This team is more than just a Trevor Story or a Carlos Correa away. That makes them dramatically better. I said that's the I first get thing it. I do. Right. That's why I'm saying the second thing I do is I'm on the phone with Max Scherzer immediately. And I know he's 37. I understand it. He does not pitch like a 37-year-old. No. He comes home for two years. To me, it's worth it. We did it with Beltran when he was aging. We did it with Berkman when he was aging. To me, it's worth it. I know he's older. I understand well, those it. Those two weren't Max Scherzer, but yeah. I, I, I'm saying Scherzer's even bet a better choice. So you bring him and you put him in that clubhouse. You have to. I think that col- that clubhouse needs a culture change. I don't know what it is. I think you might see a lot of these guys that are our, our bench guys and our bullpen guys not on this not on this roster next year. A lot. Why? I just have that feeling. I mean, Luis Garcia. I don't know that they're well, bringing no, him back. T.J. McFarland not bringing him back. No, John Lester not. they're not bringing him back. J.A. Happ. Wade LeBlanc, maybe. Maybe no. played himself to a one-year bullpen deal. He could. Andrew Miller's gone. Right? Unless I we mean, sign him back. I could well, sign him back. Why, why, why would you re-sign Andrew Miller? I would. I wouldn't. He'll be cheap. I, I still wouldn't. I still, you, you can find it. You can what find, we got, then, then, if those, all those guys are gone, what the hell do we do about our bullpen next it, year? That's a great question. I think you're going to see a young bullpen next year, which isn't a bad thing. Yes, it is. We've seen it this year. It's a bad thing. It, it, with our, We have some young pitchers who are really good. Doesn't matter. It, it could that if they're given an opportunity. It's not a good thing, Dad. <laughs> it could be. Say no. It can't be. We saw it this year. If you if you don't know how to handle a high leverage situation, then you're not going to handle the high leverage. Well, you situation. Don't, you're not going to have those guys in high leverage situations because you're going to have Cabrera, you're going to have Gallegos, you're going to have Reyes, and you might have Hicks. What That's if, four guys to handle your high leverage situation. That's been lately. Okay, but they're exhausted. They're exhausted. I mean, so is Liam Hendricks. Does he go out there and shit the bed? <laughs> Never. No, he doesn't. Does well, Craig Campbell go out there and shit the we, bed? We don't have, no, we don't he have, doesn't. We don't have either. Without Hold on. Star, Talk to me about what Kate Campbell looked like the last two years. That's Talk to me about that. That's because he was hurt, and then he went off and wasn't playing signed until August one year. Talk to me about that. He wasn't great the last three years. All right, yeah, yes, Okay, well, now that he's back, he's back. Okay, you just Alex mentioned... Alex was an all-star. You mentioned, you mentioned the elite of here's the elite. Here's my thing. Okay. Wait, Mike Trout's not coming uh, here. Are all-stars considered the elite of the elite? Yep, they are. So here's the thing. Why is everyone else's all-star reliever? Why does... Theirs don't ever Jansen? do this. Have you seen what Kenley Jansen's doing? He was doing? an all-star this year. I mean, he's been their guy for... They, they won a World Series. He hasn't been an all-star in three years. So I'm talking about in the season of being an all-star. Most of the time they continue. Ours don't. Our two all-star players struggle, like consistently. They consistently both struggle. <laughs> Why? So you're telling me, and I feel like you're telling our listeners right now, 2022, no different. No different is what I, you're I'm saying. I'm saying it's no different until they do something different. If and they and don't, and they don't go out there and get. I, I want Carlos Correa. And I'm saying that now. I know that people hate him, but he brings energy to a team that we haven't had. Nolan tries to bring it, but the rest of the team's sleeping the whole time, so we can't. But, I mean, imagine seeing those two on the left side of your infield. Like, the energy that would bring to a stadium. And, and you we, have to go get a second baseman as well. We can't. We said it no, before. No, you don't. You do. Because you Paul DeYoung's numbers versus righties are way better than versus lefties, and Tommy's the opposite. You can platoon those two and be just fine. 
I mean, that's one, that's one position. Second base is a position where you, most of the time you used to have a lot of teams that were just really good defensive players in second base. Batting eighth, you can live with that if you have seven good guys everywhere else. Harrison Bader, I like what he's done so far this year. He can't be your center fielder every day next year. I'm saying that now. You can't rely on him to bring any offense. You can't. You can't rely on it. You might see it and be shocked. And that's why everyone makes it such a big deal when he does it because you don't expect it. But I don't think that he is a starting eight on a team that's going to be in a playoff run. You heard it here first. And I'm Maybe not, not first, but you heard it here. And I'm not going to back up. But you heard it here. here. So. All right, all right. So uh, thank you for listening to this part, right? We greatly appreciate it. We're going to have to pay some bills here in just a second take a break. Everybody's frustrated. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on our Facebook page, uh, at Twitter, at more underscore noble. We're on there quite a bit. It's really, really, we've enjoyed interacting with a lot of Cardinal fans on there. Um, it's always great to get perspective. Right now, everyone's down. It sucks. Uh, I, I've heard athletes talk about this. I've heard a, a, a lot of people talk about it. Everything is better when your team is winning. Everything is better. The sun, it might be 105 degrees, but it doesn't. It feels like 78 and sunny, right? Everything, Little Caesars tastes good. No shot at Little Caesars, but we you know what I'm saying. It tastes good for the first 30 minutes. So, but you know what I'm saying. When you're winning, everything is better. Yeah. Everything is better. And right now, it's beautiful outside, right? It's gorgeous outside. But it sucks because we're not winning. And I don't see it getting better. I apologize. Can't wait for football. <laughs> Can't wait for the NFL. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. we got a little MLB talk that we want to just go through. We won't, uh, Happy Friday, right? Go have a cocktail tonight. Go have a good dinner. Last night we had an awesome steak dinner. Would have been even better had it been finished off with a Cardinal W. It wasn't. Go enjoy your evening. We will be back in just a minute, so don't leave us yet. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. We'll be back soon. Welcome back, everybody, to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Uh, once again, I realized... As I sent us off to break, that I kind of told you all to go get dinner. Maybe you did. Maybe you did take... We did. We went and had dinner and then came back. Uh, maybe you did the same. I did not want you to leave. I realized at the time, and I realized now, that was really not the direction I was trying to head with that. I was just trying to take 45 minutes of absolute pissed offness and relax everybody and calm down. But then I realized as I left, oh... Shit, maybe not the way to go, but that's all right. That's all right. Hopefully, you're still with us. We greatly appreciate you guys as always. Uh, you've been you've been incredible support for all of us, for us too, and for our guests and everything else. And we can, we can't thank and thank you enough. So thanks. Hopefully, you had dinner or you're getting ready to here in a little bit. We do have just a little bit, little bit more that we want to talk about. Uh, as I said, we're sitting at about the 108 game mark, so about 54 54 games to go. Uh, National League right now, man. The New York Mets do not want to win this division. No, I don't think they're going to. I'm on the full Philly train right now. I think they're going to go all... I, this series is huge. They're, they're in Philadelphia, three games against New York. I am really excited. I am contemplating watching that over the Cardinals series because I'm really excited to see... I mean, that's star-studded. It really does suck that Lindor's not going to be playing because he's still hurt. But, I mean, that's going to be... back, correct? Baez is fine. Okay, because I know... He never he didn't miss okay, any good. time. He played I know that, that he game. did leave. He was over 5 with 5 strikeouts that, last night. Yeah, I saw that. First person since Dave Kingman. Those of you who are around my age, remember Dave Kingman either struck out or he hit a ball 5,000 feet. Dave Kingman is an MLB The Show legend if you play that uh, game. Tonight, Stroman, who's been so good for them and really, really, really has to continue to be really good for them he without, without uh, DeGrom against, against Kyle Gibson. 
I think this is his job. Philly. Is this his Philly's debut? No, he he pitched. Apologize. Um, That's right. He had a quality That's start. Right. He had a really good start. That's right. He did Kyle Gibson like things. Two. I think he gave up two earned and six innings. Tomorrow night, Suarez goes. He's been pretty good. Five and three with a one point oh four ERA for Philly. Uh, McGill has been a really nice, pleasant young kid for the Mets. Uh, one and one with a two point six eight ERA. Yep. A lot of these guys we're seeing obviously filling in. Whoever their pitching coach is, right. he deserves a lot of praise right, because right. he's had a lot of guys step up for him really big. And then year. Sunday, I mean, potential comeback player of the year in Taiwan Walker, huh? right? In the he's National struggled League. a lot lately, a little bit, but Zach, but and Zach he, Wheeler. I mean, that dude puts in from what I've seen more work than anyone. That's else. a one hundred and five game. I can't believe that's not a seven hundred and five ESPN game. Mets Phillies, Zach Wheeler, Taiwan Walker. That's, that's gonna be a good game. That seems that's, like, that seems like that was destined for Sunday night baseball. It, was that Saturday it, night? What did you say? Sunday night is what I said. I, that sounds like we would have to listen yeah, to Sunday A. Night Although baseball. maybe we're better to not have to listen to A. Rod and Veskersian do that. I game. do like Veskersian on MLB Network. He's fantastic on ESPN with A. Rod. It's the worst. It's, weird. it's the worst. It's honestly booth though, in, it's entertaining. But like, oh. Buster Olney is there, and Buster Olney is really good. But he, I don't. But he can't. He, he can't the, save it. And and is and he doesn't. It's like he doesn't know when to talk. Also, yeah, because he has to give those two their time. It's. It's weird. It's entertaining. I do like Sunday Night Baseball has been really good with the games they've chosen, so I'll give them that credit. And they've had really good ratings. So Jeremy Hefner, by the way, former MLB pitcher, uh-huh. is the Mets pitching coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, good for him. So good for him. Um, with the Phillies again, like we were saying, here's the thing. I, I tweeted this. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. Chris like one, one of my all-time favorite players, and I and I've taken shit for this since he came up um, from buddies who want to call him names or don't like him or whatever, and that's okay. That's all right. Bryce Harper is one of my favorite players in baseball history. He's my all favorite right? player probably and of all time. Again, I, I tweeted about this. Is that he is quietly having? If the Phillies make a run, he's Which going to be in the. M- he's run. got to be in the um, conversation, he, especially with Tatis her. Yeah. Right. Which sucks, but yeah. Well, well right. I hate that. T- no one wants to see your again. No. I've said it, and we talk about it on here. The game is always better when the stars are playing. And he's one of the, probably the brightest star in the game. But right we're talking about a guy with 95 hits, 18 home runs, 42 RBIs, 12 stolen bases, and an OPS of 979. And it's like no one is talking about him. They are now. They're starting. He's getting in the MVP conversation now. He's forcing his way in because if you look around the league, Cassian's had a great year, but he's been hurt as of late. Winker's cooled off a little bit. I mean, there's not really a clear number two behind Tatis right now. It was DeGrom, but he's hurt as well. I mean... There's a lane for him to get right in there. Absolutely. And, again... And, obviously, I don't think he cares about that. He's had about all the accolades as an individual player you could ever want. He just probably wants to win because he's never won a championship. He, he only hit three home runs in the month of July, but he had a one point he was hurt. three OPS. Well, he played most of the games. Okay. He played most of the... No, he. I mean, he played almost every Okay, game. he was hurt in June. Yeah. Uh, in June, again, though, a 947 OPS, and he played a lot of the games in, too. But in August so far, he is raking. A 1.54 OPS. He has two home runs and four RBIs in his last five games. Uh, all he does is hit 9 for 20 in, and the, in and August. I think we, and the thing that's never really talked about, but he is the best left-handed hitter I've ever seen to hit home runs to left center and center field. They are absolute Yeah, he did it again bombs. last night. He is like Ronald Acuna, but left-handed. Like it's inc- it's crazy what he can do. With yeah, he hit one to dead center his last night. His swing is he is one of the best swings in baseball. If you like baseball, you know that. Yeah, he's he's just I don't get the hate. I, I never have kind of calmed it. down. I think a lot of the hate was jealousy. They didn't like to see a good-looking white dude, right, um, who was better than them at baseball. Yeah, 
And he was really good. And here's the other thing they didn't like. And knew he was they, better. That's it. And they did. A lot of people were uncomfortable with that. A lot of people like put your head down, run around the bases. And Which that's he fine. does. That's he fine. runs harder, by the way, that's, than anybody I have well, ever. What seen. I have said since he's come up, he right outside of the hair, is if you guys would just watch him day in and day out, they don't. They see highlights, yeah. or they see, they see a the clown question, question bro, or a backflip, oh, right? Oh, Which we legendary. Love. But if you would watch him, nobody plays the game harder than Bryce Harper. He's running in. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Griffey because he's going to go 100% all out on every single play, and you never. And that's Dane. That's and Tatis yeah. is sort of the same way, and it's scary for an organization. But people forget that the dude broke his neck running into a wall. He like fractured a part of his neck. The dude, he plays the game the right. I don't know if, I, if he's a guy who he's on your team and you're a fan of that team. There is nobody that doesn't like him. And here's the thing: outside of Jonathan Papelbon who might be considered one of the worst baseball teammates by his yep. teammates of all time. I've yet Ray to hear Kozer. one I've yet to hear but one negative comment from a former no, they all teammate. Love him. Right. They were all so that to get says back everything to me. He le- he had instantly had handshakes with everyone on the Philadelphia Phillies. It became He's... really in vogue to hate on Bryce Harper for yeah. some reason, and I don't get it. The kid the kid obviously he put a lot of this on his shoulders at 14 mm-hmm. or 15 when he when he said I'm dropping out of high school getting my GED and then I'm going to go play in the hardest uh, junior college division to play, and I'm going to win the Silver Spikes Award at 17 and get drafted to be in the show at 19. Right? So a lot of people just don't like. They, what, what do you want the guy to do? Did you want him to, to finish out his high school career, then go and just be okay, and then maybe at 22 he gets a show? I don't understand. Which, by the way, he won Rookie of the Year. I, 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 uh, I, I, so. I'll never get it. And, and I, anytime I try to argue with people about it, they just want to call him names. That's when the argument ends for me. Yeah, um, it's so some of the, If you follow him on Twitter... He's he's a great follow. He's also always active with kids. He takes uh, phones out of the stands and takes selfies with people. I don't know what you want from the, the guy. Dude, he gives back to charity. The dude, there was a picture of him surfacing. I don't know if you saw it around spring training. He was getting gas and full uni. I know, I know. Bryce Harper. <laughs> I was wearing my. I was actually wearing my Bryce Harper shirt. I was up in Milwaukee a couple days ago. I was wearing the Bryce Harper shirt around because it's light. It's a cool color. And I got like eight compliments on it, so yeah. I was like, "Well, at least there's that." I didn't get any stank guys. Yeah. I was gonna wear my Arenado shirt, but I didn't want the Milwaukee fans to tell me how good they were. There so are my thing is there are certain dudes in the athletic world that you shouldn't like, right? Mm-hmm. There are there are guys, and there might be a few who have some shit going Morris on right now. World. There there are some people out there that Bryce Harper is not one of those dudes, no. and he's he never, never been, been one of those dudes. He's been a guy that plays the game hard, knows he's good because how could you not know you're good? When also, you're one of my hard. favorite things about Bryce Harper is. You played, and we and I was lucky enough to coach you and, and, and the Alton Redbirds, and we played some really good teams across yeah. the country, right? We got to go to all kinds of places and play some really good competition. Imagine going into a tournament, <laughs> and you looking at the lineup, and it's Bryant, Gallo, Harper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Imagine keeping that lineup card at the at a 12U tournament in Las Vegas. Ama- I, I, and how awesome <laughs> is it, by the way, that those three are all now competing for for a playoff push? All three of them right now. Also, think it's really cool that all their wives are best friends. Yeah, like, I, mean, I like all of them. I, 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 I love them I, all. The Chris Bryant, I get it. What he said about St. Louis might not have been wrong. As we're looking at a boring team, I kind of see why Chris and Bryant that's why thinks I, we're boring. And I never hated that he said it. Right. I hated that I agreed with it. <laughs> that's so very valid. But I, but that's I, very valid. And Chris Bryant on the Giants, by the way, he had a big game winning yeah, game yesterday. Another home run too. He, he's a stud, man. Yeah, right. He really so, is a stud. So. Again, I'm I'm rooting for Bryce to win. I, I was all on the Tatis train. Second MVP if he won if he's able to so. win it, that'd be and, awesome. Yeah, love him. And he's what'd you say? He's 28. 28 years old. I mean, my God. And he's been around. Guys, and he's been around forever. And this is like. what I try to say also with a lot of athletes: enjoy it because there are times that all of a sudden the guy gets to be 38. 
Tom Brady is one of those guys. And, and part of that was me. I was angry at Tom Brady because they evidently stole our signs in, in 2001, right? They videotaped the, the Super Bowl, and then they beat the Rams when, as a diehard Rams fan. But I'm lucky to have seen Tom Brady. I'm lucky to have seen Michael Jordan. I do not like LeBron James, the basketball player. Love LeBron James, the human. Don't love him as the basketball player. Lucky I got to see him. Yeah. Kobe. Bryce Harper. Mike Trout. Guys, enjoy Clayton these Kershaw. guys. Clayton Kershaw. I'm, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, Mo, yeah. right? Definitely Mo. In, the great Cal Ripken for me, King Griffey Jr. for me. Like they're Barry Bonds. In, enjoy them. Yes, enjoy them because while we use the term great, I'm I live in the hyperbole world. I use hyperboles way too often. I have to often. check them sometimes. Way too often, right? But there are the elite, right? There's great. There's the elite. I, enjoy the elite. See, I disagree with that a little bit. The word great for me is reserved for greatness. Because the GOAT, the greatest of all time, that's Jordan. I get it. It will always be Jordan. When I use the word great, that's the highest level of praise. I can personally, I'm not saying that knowing anyone cares. But personally, if I use the word great, that is the highest level of praise I can give anyone. Is that you have achieved greatness. Bryce Harper has done that. He's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. I can't imagine what his accolades are going to add up to throughout his career. No. and He's got a shot to have 600 plus home And I'm really happy for him that he's gone there and done the same thing. I mean, they love them over there. I don't know. I watch Philly games. I don't know how many number three Harper jerseys you see. And in 10 years, 20 years when he's done, you're going to see as many three Harper jerseys as you do three Allen Iverson jerseys Absolutely. In that city, so. that's, a great, that's a great call. And, um, I, I, yeah, again, we spend a lot of time there on Bryce Harper, but I'm okay with that. He deserves that it. Because he deserves it. And I don't think, especially in St. Louis, for some reason, die, lifelong Cardinal fan, Cardinal fans love to throw their nose up to players who play with flair. I, I but they love Harrison Bader. <laughs> Who plays there with you a go. ton of flair. There you go. So we I also, also one of our favorite Cardinals is in the Cardinal Hall of Fame. Every player that played against him hated him, and that's Chris Carpenter. I love that. And my friend D. Pagel, who's been on here, at the D. Pagel, if you want to follow him, has pointed that out to me. And at first I, I kind of was defensive that. about it. But it's right. I mean, he hurt people in Arizona. He, sweat, he yelled at you when he struck you out. But we loved that because, he, and it goes back to the theory, he's ours. But for some reason, Nick Castellanos, we hate him. He plays with flair. Bryce Harper, we hate him. He plays with flair, right? We, I don't, Which, I, the way, I don't Harper, understand it. Nick Castellanos makes sense to not like him as a Cardinal well, fan. Jake Woodford I'm probably not, doesn't love him. I'm not on that train. I bet Jake Woodford doesn't care about that. <laughs> I'm not on that train of hating Castellanos. I get it because I hated Brandon Phillips. Right. But Bryce Harper, um, I think he was ahead of his time. I really do. The, I honestly think the Tatises of the world want to be able to do some of the things they do if he wouldn't have come along that's, that's, seven, eight years yeah. ago. And take it on the flag for it, and I bet he's happy about it. Because when you see Bryce point. Harper do a flip nowadays, no one says anything about no. it. When back then, it was all up in arms about uh-huh. it. He also blew a kiss to the Nationals fans, which I thought was fun. Right. So. Remember, one of his first at-bats, he gets hit right by Cole Hamels. Yeah. Gets on first, steals second, makes it to third on a ball that was passed about two inches from the catcher, right, and then scores on a ground ball. Mm-hmm. That is winning baseball. And I, I will, I've said it forever. He was the guy I wanted the Cardinals to spend all their money on. Yeah. I love that Nolan's here, but Bryce Harper to me at his age, his skill set, his level, and St. Louis guys, you would have loved him you love if him. you watch him every night. He, you would have seen every. It would be three Carlson jerseys. It'd be three Harper jerseys yeah. here. And not that Dylan would be on the team. I'm just saying he would just be like number ten or eleven. Whatever. Well, right. Not 10 whatever. Because some jackass has that. Yeah, right. you just leave him alone. All right. Anyway, let's move on from that. But let's go back to what we were talking about. I am all on the Phillies train as well. I'm also I I love what Atlanta did at the trade deadline. Jorge Soler looks revitalized, and we know that he didn't get a great opportunity in Chicago. He still had some uh, some long home runs. The, the dude's huge. Yeah. He had a great couple years in Kansas City. Slumped the had last a tough couple years. Year and a half this yeah. year. Yeah. 
Um, but Weird he circumstances looks, as well for him. He looks revitalized. He also, to be fair, and a lot of people don't ever want to talk about this, he's hitting in a lineup that's a lot different than the Kansas City uh-huh. lineup. And that, that Atlanta lineup, Adam Duvall, big Adam Duvall fan. That was a great That was great, a great pick. That, and yeah, great they, to get him back, he was great. That, kind of, he, that jump-started his career again. If you remember, when he was in Cincinnati, he had that really, really good year where he was in the home run derby. And then he went to San Francisco again where he got drafted uh-huh. and just didn't hear about it for three years. That's because he it's hard Atlanta. to hit a ball out of San Francisco. It is, but he went to Atlanta yeah. and he's revitalized. Yep. Went to Miami, kept it going, and he's always back, and I'm happy for him. And what I love is I love athletes who bet on themselves. Yep. He took the one-year deal. One, said, it was a Marcus Simeon, one deal, Marcus Simeon, same yeah. way, and and we see what he's doing in Toronto. Oh. I, I love that, and and that too. puts the pressure on you. But when you succeed, you have all yeah. my respect, all my it. respect. And you know, I mean, that, I don't. Want he's to probably going to get a yeah. pretty good deal here. I mean, he's like what? He's probably thirty years old, around that. I don't even know if he's that old. I assume he's around that age. We're checking that right now. Give us yeah. a second. Um, I'm not. I don't sure want to miss. Right. I, I would say he's in that area. But I'm not a hundred. He's 32. Yeah, he's 32 so, years old. Yeah, he'll so get he's a not going to get a big deal. He'll get a three-year deal. But he'll get it. He'll get paid. Yeah, probably by Atlanta. By Atlanta. Right? And you know what sucks about Atlanta? And this really does suck because I do want to root for them because I've always liked. I've always liked them when they, especially since they got Acuna and Ozzy. I've always liked Freddie. But I don't want to see them have their year without Acuna in the middle of it. I know. Like I don't want to see them in a World Series push without him in the middle yeah. of it. I, and that sucks. And I imagine the Braves fans are having the same dilemma, kind of. But I mean, go for it. I like that they're going for it despite the injuries. Like you were talking, we wouldn't sit right. here and bitch about our injuries. It would be like us losing Nolan. Could you imagine what that would do to our team? They they lost the top five player in baseball, in my opinion, and they're still going for it. So what's, I like that. What's going to be interesting to me is right now Philadelphia and Atlanta both six and four in their last ten, uh, playing as good a baseball in the in the National League outside of Milwaukee, Cincinnati, and San Francisco as you can. Um, I don't know that both those teams are going to get in because of what's happening in the NLS, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But f- baseball, I-, I love Freddie Freeman. Huh? Love Freddie Freeman. I-, I love what Atlanta did. We went and got Jay Happ and John Lester. Not a shot-, shot at them. I'm just saying that's who we acquired. They went out and they got Adam Duvall. They got Jorge Soler. Uh, Richard Rodriguez. Rick Rodriguez, who's who a really good pitcher. Bolstered their bullpen. Yeah. I mean, another giveaway by Pittsburgh. But well, that was a good right, right, right. Game. And then there was another outfielder that I believe Atlanta and I'm Jack Peterson. Jack Peterson. That's Get, three that, really that, good moves. I'm, that's that's a good MLB outfield that they just acquired for relative for a very low price. And they're still sitting. And they on, already had. And they're getting Acuna back. Yeah. And they're sitting on Christian well, they're not Pache. Back this year. No, but I mean next year. Yeah. And you got Pache, who's one of their top prospects, uh, has been. Done. Also, will be. I'm, Shout out to Atlanta. I think yeah, I, I, I am so geek. Like I'm almost to the point. Caleb said this earlier, where I'm more excited about these other races because I, the Cardinals are dead to me right now. Yeah. As far as their their playoff chances, I'm interested. In, I want, all I care about while I watch the Cardinals right now is seeing how they respond to this because it's entertainment to me. But I, I mean, right now I'm full aboard. We're gonna go to the San Al Central here real quick. I'm full bore on Milwaukee. Yeah. I told you before the season that they were gonna win this division, and people were laughing at me saying, "No, they're not." I didn't know, in all fairness, I didn't know Freddie Peralta was going to be Freddie Peralta. But that team, that's a playoff team. If they stay healthy, and I hope they do, I I mean, that city, and you know, as I do, look at Tampa Bay and um, Boston a few years ago, when championships come in cities, they come in bunches. And I wouldn't be shocked if they added another one to that list. I I mean, they are 21 games over 500 right now. Having a great year. And here's the thing I was on board with the Cardinals not bringing back Colton Wong, but I can't tell you how excited I am that he's having a great year there. Uh, I am a Colton. I am the owner of a Colton Wong authentic signed jersey. I have been a Colton Wong fan since he came up. He got picked off. St. Louis hated him for a little bit. It's kind of the Odolis Garcia thing, right? He gets picked off in the playoffs. He never lived up. I don't think 
to what Cardinal fans thought. I think Cardinal fans fans thought he was going to be Joe Morgan. He wasn't going to be Joe Morgan, <laughs> yeah, no, right? But about not, but not you know what I'm saying. Are, but Joe Morgan, right? Do you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? Or, or Robert they, Roberto Alomar? Because he had that but one he year. Was great. Remember when he year. had that one year? He had like 15 miles. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, he's developing power. Oh, he could hit 25. Uh, he did it. And he's no. having a really good power yes. year this year. He's in a good power ballpark. He's not. He's not going to drop 20. No. But I mean, he has. I'm. He has. Like, we're going to check to see exactly the number he has. But he's having a really good year. His slash line is kind of ridiculous. I haven't really seen much of like. I mean, he said 295 with he eight, has eight jacks, bombs, and he's been eight hurt stolen a bases. little bit. Now, stolen bases are down a little bit. He only has 260 at bats, but he but has eight bombs, 260 at bats, 814 OPS, and a 118 OPS plus. That's really good. I mean, and, and it's not easy. OPS for those of you who don't really know much about OPS plus, it's park adjusted. And Milwaukee's a really good hitters ballpark. And 100 is so league average. 100 is league average. Yeah. So to get over 100 um, in a, a really hitter friendly ballpark to save your metrics is not easy to do. He's been first for um, a first place team every night. So was really really geeked, and I know you were up in Milwaukee when this happened. Was really really geeked to see Devin Williams get his first save as a former student of mine, a former Hazelwood West Wildcat, uh, one of the first picks in the second round by the Brewers. Uh, super excited, and and he's had some injury issues issues. We Not saw him next year or last year, obviously with rookie the rookie of the year. year and the relief pitcher of the year. Love watching me. I, I think he's a future closer in the major leagues. I really do. He maybe maybe he just has fit into this role, but I think he has closer he stuff. He definitely is a closing. He could be a closer, but I mean, you look in Chicago. I don't know why. Craig, I mean, Craig Council is such a good manager. I kind of hope he wins manager of the year this year, but. Um, he, uh, him and Hader together, I don't know why they'd ever break that up. Because no. that is, with their starting core, that's give me seven innings, the game's over. If you would give us a lead after seven, and even after six, because Boxberger's having a great year, that game is done. I mean, they were able to trade Fire Eisen, who's a really good major league reliever. Like, that'd be like us trading Gallegos, and they have not missed, they have not skipped a beat since then. Like, And, and them adding Willie Adamas. Best record in baseball since they did that, by the way. Sneaky, sneaky move. Great pickup. And this guy has done nothing but hit in July. Obviously, a 966 OPS, five home runs. I mean, absolutely great trade for them. He solidified that infield with it, with he and Colton up the middle. Uh, obviously, Fire Rising was a, was a big piece to trade, and and we you and I questioned it at the time. Almost, I like told you I thought you did it was that a it was a good trade for both. both. But we were kind of surprised. I guess not questioned. Yeah. Surprised that they trade Fire Rising. Um, and, and the Brewers go out and they get they get a couple guys at the trade deadline as well, mm-hmm. and here we go. I mean, they're a good team. And also Willie Adams, by the way, this is something that I don't think many people saw when he he was on the Chris Rose rotation uh, before it kind of really kicked off a while back. And he was talking about right after he got traded, he was on it with Glass now, and he said I couldn't see, and I couldn't see in Tropicana Field. I told people that every day I couldn't see the ball very well there. And you looked at his home away splits; they were like eye popping. He couldn't see the ball. He gets to a place where he can see every day. I mean, look what he's doing. He's been great. One of the best shortstops in baseball so far. This um, and then, obviously, Escobar's playing first base tonight. But you got a guy who can play four spots. He could probably play seven spots if you needed him to. If you wanted. Um, and he has been really good coming over. Uh, Abcel Garcia does not get a lot of love. He puts. He was good in Chicago. Really he's good. He's been Chicago. good. And he's hitting fourth in that lineup, fourth or fifth for them. Rowdy Teles hits a home run the other night. He's been really good since he's come <laughs> over there, too. I mean, this I mean is they've, what got, they've got a really good group of coaches over there. This is what happens They're similar to the, in the Giants, right I think, with, that, with their coaching staff and what they've been able to do with guys. They do the opposite of the Cardinals. They get guys over and they get better. You know what? I'm not going to talk about the Cardinals anymore. But the Brewers, I mean... I know they're in the, our division. We're supposed to hate them. I don't hate them. I actually really like watching them play baseball. I hated them. When Nigel Morgan was there. And Nigel Morgan and, and Ryan, Ryan Braun. Braun. 
And yep. by the way, Ryan Braun seems to be a great guy. No, he way. doesn't. A lot of people he really like him. People's lives. This is a Trevor Plouffe, and I love Trevor. Okay, Plouf, well, so I'm yeah. I again, I'm speaking from a but, but also more baseball for you guys to watch if you're really pissed at the Cardinals. Um, you got the Brewers and the Giants this the, weekend, three game series. series. Corbin Burns and Logan Webb tonight. Uh, I, I mean, that's fun. Babe. Those are two great teams. Is Gosman going for them? Uh, that's a great question. I'd love to see Gosman versus one of those pitchers this week. Look, uh, Sorry, Woodruff tomorrow, and then uh, Quato, uh, tomorrow's Giants has not been not been announced. Not been announced. Okay. So I don't right, know. We'll, we'll see what goes there. But that's going to be a really good series, a really good test. Two teams that have iffy offenses, but have been very, very good. Like those are arguably the two best teams this year in the National League, and they both have question marks on their offense. Really good pitching. So it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a low scoring. Uh, fair there for three games. I would assume so, but you never know. Now we'd be remiss not to talk about Cincinnati a little yeah. bit in the Central as well. Uh, I do also like seven of their last ten they've won. Huh. They're I mean they sit ahead of Philadelphia and Atlanta in the wild card right now, only three and a half spots out. I, I don't know what to make of them except that Luis Castillo. For those of you that watch MLB Central, one of our favorite shows, Robert Flores is fantastic. Luis Castillo, the pitch hand winner of the month. So for those of you who watch him, uh, he was he was great this month. He's pitching really well. I mean, he has Sonny eight Gray stuff. pitching well. That. The, their offense are getting Castellanos back. Jonathan India is making a push for Rookie of the Year. I still think Trevor uh, Trevor Rogers to lose right now, but he is definitely making a case for getting up there. Also, he seems like a really cool guy. That I mean, that team getting Mustakis back. I, it's good for that city because they haven't had a lot to cheer about here lately. I mean, the Bengals are never really in yeah. it. So I mean, I I don't really love the Reds. Obviously, we've had a lot of intense moments with them in the history, but. I don't. I don't think they're going to make the postseason because I don't see the Padres falling out of it, and I hope the Padres don't because I want to see them in it. They have a lot of stars, but I mean, good for them to be in it. They're still pushing. Look, we question. We, it seems like every time we come on here and we talk about the Amer- our National League West, we question: Are the Giants for real? Well, they're seven and three in their last. They're for end. real. They are going into. Are they're all going into Milwaukee, facing three studs? Right, so that's going to be an interesting, yeah. interesting push. But they again continue to win. They sit atop the the NL West. I. It, it will be four games TV. up. By the way, four games up. I probably have three games, three and a half up in the wild card. Obviously, they don't have to worry about that right now. Um, so they'd be seven and a half up. But the Dodgers, Dodgers, San Diego, one game playoff in September or October is if that happens. Even if it's Dodgers, San Francisco, I mean that rivalry down there. Well, it was not going. So you there. think the Padres are going to overtake both of those? Oh, that's yeah. I'm wrong. Sorry. Oh, even if, honestly, no, I don't think they will. But they could. I don't think honestly. so. I, mean, I don't think without Tatis, back. they can. I, I, well, I'm hoping Tatis comes back. We yeah, me too. That's true. That. That's I'm true. not going to put any. He's not coming back on that just yet. But I, I think any of those three teams in a matchup in a one game series, which needs to be changed, by the way. There's it's no be reason. Three. Those three teams are having such good years. It needs to be a three game play. I'd be even fine with five. Same. But it needs to start with three. You cannot have Rob Manfred a team has like to that. Fix that. Say the Dodgers go get hot, which we all know they can. They haven't even gotten Trey Turner yet. I would hate to see the Giants have to play one game to, to decide their fate after the year they've had. Yep. I, I mean, Major that. League Baseball has to be looking at this thinking, that's the three, three of the four best teams in, the, in baseball, or in the National League, and one of them, at least one of them, well, one is going home before the playoffs start, most likely. Well, right? after the playoffs. Well, I mean, you know, the, 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 the division series, yes. Yeah. The division series. Uh, so interesting. Again, you got the Dodgers have the Angels, uh, so you got the rivalry going on there. Padres are in Arizona, so but neither of those two really facing much. T- I, it looks like Trout's coming back. I mean, we've missed but, him. Yeah. Whenever Trout's out of the yeah, sport for however, it's, it's just a it's just a bad time. I, I again, it's it's hyperbole. 
I don't even know what to say about Tampa Bay. I love I, it. I don't. I even really know. do love it. It's it's the, and unfortunately, here's the pro. The, the, this is my take on Tampa. I love it, but what sucks about it is there are other organizations looking at Tampa and they're trying to figure out how can we win by not paying anybody. And here's why I love it because they can't. <laughs> right. No one can do it like Tampa Bay. Oakland can. No, they can't because they have no. No, they can't. They can't, Dad, because they don't. They don't win their division very often. They won it last year, and they don't. They don't get to the. When was the last time they got to the World Series? They don't get to the dance. I understand. I understand. So I mean, they can though, but they've been. Oakland's always been that. They've never gone out and gotten. I don't remember them ever going out and getting a big. I mean, to be fair, Oakland's twenty-two in payroll. Yeah, and uh, Tampa Bay's twenty-six. Oakland is a right team now. I believe actually spends the money they have. Cleveland thirtieth. I wonder if D's listening. D, can you make something happen, buddy? Can we get Cleveland to spend some goddamn money? Yeah, they will. I hope. I hope they do. You got one of the I best hope the Guardians. I love Jose Ramirez. I do too. I mean, he's one of my favorite players. And, and D, I, I'll be remiss. I, I hope you're listening, right? Because you're going to be on here soon. We got a lot of stuff to talk about with you. Uh, obviously, our, our Cleveland insider D. Pagel is a massive Indians now Guardians fan, and he went, he's been tweeting at us quite a bit about this. Their pitching staff looks awesome for next year on yeah. paper, and and I think if it you could go out, does. why not go out and and add three guys to that offense, and all of a sudden you are going to be competing because you're competing this year. Also, on that note, we're on Cleveland. Andres Jimenez, I, I was, if you will, through our last podcast with D, I was I'm curious to see how he was doing. He has been raking in AAA. Hopefully they bring him up here soon. He was the Mets' really big prospect that they gave up for Lindor. But if I'm them, I don't know why you don't go out and try and get one of those shortstops as well. Those guys are going to be highly, highly sought after. They are. And I'm going to be really interested to see. I don't know if any of them are going back to their team. I think the, the only best one I could see is Correa. Baez isn't going. He could go back to Marcus New York. Marcus Simeon's going back to Toronto. He's I not think. a shortstop. Oh, okay. You're, well, a lot of people are talking about him potentially moving back to short next year. Over Bo? No, 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 no. Oh, you no, mean if he were a free, free agent. agent. Okay. He is a free agent. I hope he goes back because he right. plays that I do team too. really well. And he seems, and to, he like seems to love it there. Yeah. yeah. As he should because that yeah. team is so much fun. Um, so, Speaking of which, can we get Toronto to pick it up a little bit? Yeah, so let's talk I about that. I want to see them in the playoffs so bad. So do I. And they went out and they – I mean, they're 8-2 in their last game. They made 10. a big move. They're playing great. Here's the key. George Springer looks healthy. Yep. Guys, if you're not watching, George Springer's raking. George Springer is the second best center fielder in the game in my opinion. Uh, I mean, you have him. Randall Gritchick, formal cast, he couldn't play here. Couldn't play here. We, that, by the way, good he's one of those guys he's killing it that, in you, that you look at and he's killing it. The Toronto Twitter hates him. <laughs> Apparently, he grounds into more. He's the Matt Holiday grounds into <laughs> double play effect guy. That You look at his numbers, they're great, but he grounds into double plays all the time. Uh, so I didn't know that because I was like, how, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, Grizzlies having a great year. He had all-star nods and everything. And I looked at the Twitter. They can't stand the guy. And I feel bad for him. I love Randall Gritchick. He was my favorite player on the Cardinals that year. That he was really good. But another great series this weekend, obviously, is you've got Boston and Toronto. Um, I mean, two teams going head to head. The Yankees are playing well. They're only five and a half. You got four teams right there that are playing really good baseball. Obviously, Tampa's Boston's only five and five. Boston's been struggling a little bit, but they're still in the thick of it. I don't know. I. I I am still shocked that Boston didn't add more at the trade deadline. I told you that would happen. Yeah, I, it wasn't enough, and it's it not going to be enough. I get they're getting Chris Sale, and they've been saying that's like a big trade. It's not because you don't know what he's. And also, in. you're not bringing another guy in. He's and on I'm the roster. I, I, I agree. I hate when people say it's a trade to get guys back on and your own roster. It's I saw you comment on Gould's thing, and he agreed with you. He's like, it's yeah. not. It's, revi- it's it's what's the word? Revitalizing. I don't know what to say. 
I don't even know what he... I don't remember how he worded it, but he was it's more just, articulate than I yeah. probably was in my response yeah. to him. How, however, but, it's true. Like, and, and what I said, I responded to somebody else saying, that stop saying getting Miles and Jack back... Is a trade. It's, it's, it's not a trade. It's not a trade. It's, They're on your roster. You're yeah. replenishing your roster. Yes. Replenishing, yeah. that's yeah. a good word. So, but but like it, I, I think Toronto, Toronto, they know that their window isn't only this year. So that Barrios trade was great. He's I agree. Been that's what, I, that's what I said when we talked about to, the trade. I don't love giving away those two guys, but if, if you get a major league star that's already a star, I mean, where was Austin Martin going to play? One of those two guys. I mean, anywhere. He could be the second baseman. If they don't get Simeon. I think Simeon's coming. But Austin Martin's a, a stud athlete. He can yes. play center field if you want. Good trade. Uh, good trade. It's for a good trade for both. The twins. I don't but a great love trade trading for... Simeon with Richardson. But you get, like I said, you get a guy in him who you hope becomes Barrios. And who is all right? Exactly. So you already get a and guy. Ryu, like that. Ryu pitching much better lately. Uh, Robbie Ray having a fantastic Pick year. I've year. always been a Robbie Ray fan. Pickup of the year in our fantasy yeah, league. Always been a Robbie awesome. Ray fan, and I'm glad to see him. And let's talk about the Yankees a little bit because I think they deserve well, it. Another, I was going to say, just let me say real quick, and then yeah, I'll let you go. Um, another great matchup because it's got massive wild card implications. The Yankees and the Mariners this year, this week. Yeah, weekend. I think the Yankees could mess around, and I know this was sounded crazy a week ago. Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo have changed that team. They're leading the league in stolen bases since the, since the All-Star break. They were last in baseball before the All-Star break. So I don't know what's happened to them, but those two guys getting two big lefties in that lineup to play in that short porch, which for the life of me, I can't understand why a, man, a general manager would ever assemble a team in that stadium of all righties. Don't get that at all. But, I mean, that team can sneak into the number one spot in the division. They're only, what's that say, Five and a half out? That is not yeah. unreachable. And only one and a half out of the wild card. And and this is what, what what my argument with the Cardinals and wanting Trevor Story was. There is something to be said about the front office saying, you guys we in the dugout, we believe in you. We we know you've struggled. We know you haven't played up to your performance. We believe in you. And we're bringing in two guys in Gallo and Rizzo. And you put those guys in the dugout. When they walk in the dugout, could you? I would be immediately jazzed yes. up. I am immediately fired up. What we said was, we don't believe in any of you, and we went and got two 38-year-old lefties. And, and it's not a shot at, at John Lester or Jay Happ. I'm not saying that. right? Those guys have been, they've had really they good great careers. careers right. I think John Lester should be in the Hall of Fame. You don't know that if we, I mean, the Yankees just a week and a half ago were eight games out, or nine games out, and yeah. now they've gone eight and two. You, so if the Cardinals did something like that, you don't know. Nope. And, and we haven't done that for years. So I, I remember Will Clark. Larry Walker, Matt Holliday. Larry Walker. I, I mean, the guys that we made deadline trades for, they came in and all of a sudden infused and excited not just the team, but the entire town. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that. And all of a sudden, That's people were burying the Yankees yeah. two weeks ago. I was. And now, right. And now, oh my God, eight and two. Stanton's starting to hit Apo Tacos. I mean. Yes, he does. I, I, and I don't I know. Hate, and we hate to bring this back to the Cardinals. But it's so obvious that there are so many teams that are doing it right, and it sucks that they can't be one of them right now. But let's go to the AL Central. Division's over. It's White over. Sox have won it. It's over. And they're just going to get better as yeah. they get their players back. I saw Eloy. I'm glad he's healthy again. Yep. Luis he Robert. got hurt when he came back, but he's healthy again. I found Luis Robert on TikTok. Don't look it up. It's weird. <laughs> he's dancing in front of a mirror, but other than that. I think his birthday was a couple days ago, so happy he, birthday to What is he, 20? I don't know. He's, he's so um, good. My, one of my all-time favorite pitchers here in St. Louis, Lance Lynn. First of all, they're going to be in Philly against the Yankees. That'll be pretty awesome. Uh, they've got the Cubs today. Um, they were winning. They are still winning. They're winning in the So, you know, I, I'm, I'm all in. I love the White Sox. I think them getting in is good for I think 
I know where we stand on Tony right now. We don't necessarily love who he is right this second. But him in the playoffs is going to be good baseball. Yeah. It's going to be good baseball. It's going to be – I mean, yeah, he's going to – he knows what to do. And he's got that bullpen. It's just – that bullpen and that starting rotation, I would not want to be a hitter going into uh, this. Thing. The Angels are getting Trout back. I don't know if it's enough. They're 10 games out. Obviously, the Shohei show has been fantastic. He's kind of t- uh, cooled off a little it's almost, bit. But not really. It's just been right. less of an attraction because it's been doing it so long. There's still a game over 500, which is hard to believe. Yeah. And nobody knows that. I don't think anybody – that who follows baseball and doesn't just like really closely look at the standings knew that they were a game over five hundred. The thing that's weird about this, and we were talking about this, I was talking about this with my dad. The Cardinals aren't having that unlikely, like that uncharacteristic of a season for them, like, or at least over the last five years of being a five hundred ball club. It just feels different because the league seems so top heavy this year. The teams that are running away with it are running away with it. Like they are winning. I don't know how many teams are going to get to one hundred wins this year. Or at least 95, but it's going to be a lot more than normal, I think. I think you might see all three teams in the NLS finish over 93, 94 wins. Yeah, and we talked about before the 06, was it the 06 Cardinals getting with 83 wins? Yeah. It's not going to happen no. this year. I remember 2013, Cardinals won the World Series with, against the Red Sox. They both had the best records in their division. They had 91 wins yeah. each. Yep. That's not a thing anymore. Uh, the West, and, and Caleb, and, and I'm not going to argue, but Caleb believes Houston. I mean, you believe Houston's the best team in the AL. I'm not arguing that. I think the White Sox are right there with them. It's hard to argue Tampa Bay's not. But Houston, um, again, I was still shocked they traded Miles Straw. It just it, it was a surprise to me. Not Something that else like, might have going on there. The, yeah, who knows? Who knows? And maybe he's just one of those guys that they don't see being in their Kevin future. Kevin there have been too. talks on the Twitter sphere. That they re-signed Correa and moved him to center field. I don't know if that's real, but Correa. A lot of talks about moving him to third base. For teams are looking at that too because of his size and his arm and, yeah. and everything else. I'm just saying. But Houston, Lance McCullers here tonight in Houston or in in L.A. If you didn't see, goes out there. Obviously, no one hates Houston more than L.A. They're throwing trash cans, the the, the little trash cans on the Fights field. The, but McCullers just says, "I'm not paying any attention to you, and I'm shutting you down." Yes. And he won three to nothing. So their pitching rotation. Imagine if they had Verlander. Just imagine if they had Verlander. Yeah, I, I mean, that really does suck. I've, I, what's Verlander doing these days? Don't know. Is he okay? I think he's I still rehabbing. I follow his brother, Ben Verlander, yeah. a really good yeah, follow he, he's Twitter. a good follow. But, um, yeah, I hope he's okay. I don't know what right. he's doing. Probably living it up with Kate Upton oh. doing, doing his thing. But um, Houston, I, is, I think Carlos Correa is Alex Rodriguez of this generation. <laughs> he is. He is a really big athletic shortstop. He's not quite as good. But he's the heel of the league, and I think he's going to <laughs> be a third baseman at the yeah, end. Of yeah, I, that's well, yeah. a lot of talk. A lot of talk about that. A- that's a- why I don't know how he fits in St. Louis. He is A-Rod. Yeah. <laughs> A-Rod, I think, is the best shortstop of all time, but right. that's a different story. Right. Um, Oakland, right now in the wild card, all right? And they just they just keep winning now. Big news today. Caleb, you like Ramon Laureano uh, got suspended 80 games for PEDs. He said he was shocked that he they tested positive for it. And there's two ways to look at it. Maybe he didn't know. If he didn't know, I'll be surprised. He should know everything that goes into his body. Most athletes do. And he's in really, really good shape. I'd assume he does. So if I don't know how something like that accidentally gets in your system. But if that is the case and he didn't know, that's really sad. If not, then he's an idiot. My guess is, will he? did you see, will there be an appeal? You I can't really appeal. You, like, you can't appeal after you. I didn't know if you could get another If you another test positive test. for it, you can't appeal. Okay. So that's, he's the lifeblood of that, uh, that team. And, Having and a good year, too. So good in center field. And you know, one of, he makes some of the best catches we've seen. Seattle three back again. Too. They're playing playing New York right now. I, I, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Kellenic starting to hit. Yep, hit another bomb last night. They didn't lose in that game. though. They did. They did. They are four and six, so that they have fallen a little bit. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to say it's the Kendall it Graveman is. fallout. It is. But I mean, it sure feels like they the Kendall Graveman fallout. They had the biggest fallout. win I've seen that team have maybe since King Felix. And then they just kind of like took the energy out of the stadium. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it sucked. And I get it. I actually like the trades he made for the future of their team. And I told you a, a couple weeks ago that I didn't think this is their window. And I know you, we want it to be and we want new teams in the playoffs. But you got to be patient with that team. They're coming around. They've got a lot of young talent. Oh, I the think they're looking the next year. It's really bright if they don't mess it up. They've messed it up before, so I, and, I'm and hoping. I'm hoping they go back to that 2001 Mariners team because since then it's been a rough road for them. We, we've talked uh, a lot. I mean, a few times on here, but the guy that just is Kyle Seager. Nobody wants. I mean, he has had such a great career. Yes. He's going to probably, if not have his name or his number retired there. He will. He yeah yeah. They might build a statue for him. You're, he's putting himself in Buner Edgar. Griffey with all the accolades yes. that he does. I'm not putting him in that category, although he's very Jay Buhner-esque. Um, that's, when you do that in Seattle history, that's a pretty good spot. Yeah, and that's, what a, and that's a great city. I, they deserve a winning team. I really hope they get I really hope that they're, that they're in the mix next year with Houston. I, and Oakland's going to be there. They always are. But, yeah, I, I really like Seattle. I just don't think this is their year. I've said that before. But I wish it was. Yeah, I agree. And... Uh, the one, the one guy I wanted to talk a little bit about that we, we I just hit on this and we're going to get out of here. In Atlanta, we were talking about Atlanta. In my opinion, we, we love to talk underrated guys. Dane Lillard, we love to talk about guys like that. Austin Riley, obviously 23 years old, putting up an incredible season. This is what they've been waiting on. Yeah. What they didn't do is they didn't demoralize him. They did send him down a couple times. They brought him up and didn't start him every day. He's 23 years old, and he fits into that lineup. It's like... Perfect yep. for them. Everyone wanted to draft, and he has that southern accent. I mean, he's as Atlanta brave as he, Atlanta brave as you. He can is. Get. It's like listening to Chipper. It's like listening to Chipper Jones talk. Also, he's the best third baseman they've had since Chipper. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, Donaldson had a really good Donaldson's year. pretty good he's there. there for a year, right? But we saw this when he came up. He came to St. Louis and had like a reign of terror on us. Yeah, he had like three home runs against us. And since then, he's kind of been up and down. And he was draft. He talked about he was drafted as a pitcher, and it's cool to see that he. He bet on himself as a position player. That's what he wanted to do. Still got drafted first round as yeah. a position player. And, I mean, he's just... And Edmonds talked about it a lot this week, too, with Dansby Swanson, who has turned into the guy that everybody knew he could be when they drafted him number yeah. one. He has over 20 and, homers and, right now. And Arizona's got to be just going... Um, they got Shelby Miller. We got Shelby Miller. <laughs> I, st- so, I love Shelby Miller, though. But I still, love. okay, let's just, you know, again, again, we traded Dansby Swanson. But, hey, I'm excited, for the, next, I'm excited for the next month and a half. Really, really geeked about where we're going with this. Not because of the Cardinals, but because of baseball. The state of baseball is in a great place right now. And they're getting Mike Trout back. Hopefully we get Fernando Tatis Jr. back. We need all those guys in the game because the NFL is still the the top dog when it comes to sports. And they're getting ready to start, which I'm also super excited about. But it's awesome to see baseball where it is right now. I will never say that. NFL, I understand that people love it more. And it's by far the biggest ratings every week and all that. But to me, baseball, nothing beats this final month and a half of baseball where it's just every game matters. You get these great series. We're going to have big Yankee-Boston series, which we really haven't had in a long time, where both those teams are really good. Those are going to be fun. 
Toronto yeah. goes home. Toronto. They finally get to go back to yeah, play that, in Toronto, awesome. and it's it's been fantastic. And they've been great since they came back. That probably they said it was they said it was cool because it was like a second opening day for them. Yep. So that's awesome. Yep, really really cool. And it's the first time they've seen George Springer and Marcus Simeon and honestly and Robbie Ray. It's the first time they've seen this Vlad. They right. Seen this Vlad. Yes, exactly. They haven't seen this Bo. Yep. They haven't seen like last time they were there. The best player on their team might have been Kevin Biggio. I, I will stick to my belief that March is my favorite month for sports simply because it's you got March Madness. You've got the NBA getting close to the playoffs, and you got baseball starting. Yeah. However, when the Cardinals are in a playoff push, and unfortunately they're not right now, but when the Cardinals are in a playoff push, August to October, red October, there's nothing like it. No, and I need, I need it back. So Mo and the boys, you got to do something to get us back in the. Nolan deserves it. Nolan really Goldie, does. Goldie deserves it. Yes. Wayno deserves it. Yeah. Molina deserves it. But most of all. We deserve. We deserve no, it. You know what? I agree with that. Most of all, Nolan and Goldie deserve. I agree. It. Those two guys have been so good. Yes. For organizations that didn't care about winning, they came to this place thinking that they were getting that. Please give it to them. I agree. They so deserve. I it. agree. Two of the best guys in the sport, and two of my favorite players. I really hope they get it next year because this year obviously isn't the year. But those two deserve it more than anybody in the league. I think. agreed. 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 All right. Listen. Thank you for your time. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. A couple things I want to go through before we get out of here. Um, next time, next time we, we, you hear from us, I think it will be Monday, we're going to be joined by one of the greatest dudes I know. Um, grew up, worked with him in college, has, has stayed in contact since then. Massive sports fan, huge. He's our Knicks dude. He's our New York Knicks guy. We really want to talk about the Knicks signings. We want to talk about the NBA free agent signings. Obviously, he's a massive Cardinal fan. Lives in Nashville. Really good friend of ours, Rob Wallace, is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking, obviously, all things Cardinals, all things Major League, Major League Baseball like we always do. We really want to get into the NBA signings. There's been a flurry. It's still going on. We didn't hit on it. We want to stick to, to baseball today, but we're going to get into that with him. Massive, massive fan with that. Um, we're also going to – we are called the More You Noble Sports Podcast. We know that. But we're going to go off the rails a little bit, and we're going to speak some old-school hip-hop with, with Rob. He, he is in it. He's done some awesome research with some guys that we absolutely love. We're going to really talk about not just old-school hip-hop, but the last 30 years of it. Yeah. Really, really that deep sounds, to That do sounds that. like fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be fun for you guys to listen. We'd love to hear from you. There's nothing better to me than the de- debate over lists and our debate over who's the top rapper, who are the top rappers, and I can't wait to talk to him it's gonna be, about the influence of 91 to where we are and now. it's going to be interesting to see because obviously we're in different generations with me and my dad and Rob as well um, to see how our lists differ with who's number one. And I've always been more of a West Coast um, rapper that's been those are my favorite rappers and there are other people that my dad's a East Coast rapper it's just interesting the different tastes are interesting to me don't worry I'm not going to put 21 Savage or number one or anything like that <laughs> it's going to be fun really looking forward yeah, I love having people on here and he's going to be part of our, our show as well uh, we'll have Matt back very soon uh, he huge We're gonna, he's going to be a permanent fixture for us during the week because we want to do a lot with fantasy football and with the NFL. Uh, D will be back. Mike, Mike Godard is going to be back soon. We've got a couple other guests. This is We're having a blast doing this. I hope you're having a blast listening. I, I can't thank you enough for the support. Our, our numbers just keep increasing. That's because of you guys. We're probably annoying as hell on, on Twitter and on Facebook, but we're doing that just to try to interact with you guys. We'd love to hear from you more often. Anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? No, I think we covered all of it. Pretty long episode. We actually thought we were going to do a shorter one today. It didn't work out that way. It never does. When we, we always start have talking. when it, we start talking baseball. This uh, is this is why we do this, right? Uh, all right. 
Uh, thanks for joining us today, guys. Make sure to like and follow us on your preferred listening platform. Uh, we see a lot of that is Apple. We see Spotify, Anchor, whatever you're using. Give it, Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. That really helps us out. It also helps you guys find us. It makes it easier for everybody. See you next time for the More You Noble Sports Podcast, because the more you noble, the better things are. See you all next time. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know.